Okay, let 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 let's begin. Give me your beat. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. The scariest movie I seen was a fucking. Um, yeah, that's your one. The scariest movie I seen was a uh, night uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, like where the where Freddy Krueger's in the waterbed. Oh yeah, he comes about yeah. that. Yeah, I watched it at my buddy Dave Willis's house when we were kids. He showed it to me, and it was the scariest shit ever. Yeah, I totally do not like the way I sound. What? I love the way you sound. You sound sexy. I want. You guys, yeah, the, the, that's a. Uh, that's um, cheap uh, trick. Cheap trick. Cheap trick. Yeah. Did anybody watch my YouTube video? I was on there. Which one? Oh, she did tell me. I didn't watch it. Well, I had to watch it. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Jade. Welcome to a spouse. Welcome to a spouse. We got uh, some special guests with us today. <laughs> John and Ellen Chosmer. Yeah. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having us. Back. I'm glad you guys came back in. Uh, yeah, man. So we got. A, what were we talking about? We were just talking about something. John's YouTube videos. Watch them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it? Uh, so you started. Who, who recorded these videos, these YouTube videos? A uh, buddy of mine named Nick from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, he came down. He's in Detroit now. He went to Detroit for uh, photography school, and he came down and uh, videotaped all day my facility, mm. the animals, and just... The Chosma Ranch. Chosma Ranch, the facility. checked out all the animals. Um, Nick Pulowski. Pulowski, yeah. Nick? Nick oh, Pulowski? Nick hey, Pulowski. Ellen. Welcome to the show today. You got a microphone now. Now she's, <laughs> a, now, now she's a big deal. Now you have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't sit back there and go, Oops, check over here. Now you got to talk into the mic. Uh, so he went to school for this. So he, he just spent the whole day at your ranch? And, yeah, and he, like, uh, he came down to the ranch, checked everything out. Um, he, like I said, he went to school for, um, I believe, photography, video, videography, I guess is the word, up there in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay, your neck, old neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he just came down. He's uh, got his own YouTube channel. Um, so is he putting this on his YouTube town, yes, channel, or do Jay, you have your own? No, it's on his. I don't. I don't have time for my own. I wish I did. Uh, you should set one up anyway. I should. Just I need you to come over and run it for me. You should. Oh, fuck. Here we go, I'm dude. Just, I still owe you shirts. Well, I. I'm, and now you want a YouTube channel? You know what? Go uh, bigger, go home. Dude, the thing is, is I'm just old school, so I don't. And we talked about this last time, I think, didn't we? Like, I'm just old school, so, like, my learning isn't from school. My learning is from, like, YouTube and all these other things where you, like, learn to do things, you know? So, like, when I want to splice an image or uh, turn an image into, like, a vector or rasterize or all that, like, all that stuff I have to Google to figure it out. Ellen, you want to share that with everybody? Yes, I was looking for <laughs> Nick's uh, YouTube. Okay. So, like, like... um Fuck, I just lost my train of thought. NJP Exotics. JP Exotics? NJP Exotics. That's Nick Pulaski. Pulaski? Pulaski? Yeah. NJP Exotics. That's his YouTube channel. Nice. So before we get too far yeah. into this, for people just joining us for maybe the first or second time, um, this is John and Ellen's second time on the show. Um, the first time they came out, talk about um, what John does. Uh, Ellen is his partner in crime in his uh, snake breeding business. So, uh, last episode, we covered a lot of things like genetics and the name of your um, snakeness and all the stuff at the Sharonville Convention Center, which has now moved to a new location since then. So, we'll talk about that again. But uh, we're here today to talk about um, John's trip to South America. 
and wine and everything else. That yeah, comes wine and everything else. But hanging out with your friends. So today's podcast is brought to you by Buck Creek Winery. We're drinking wine, so we're like fancy. Uh, yeah, I feel real fancy. Sophisticated. Is that the word? That's the, it. The kind we're drinking is Amore. Um, and Isn't this it just Amore? Amore. Like me, Amore? It's Spanish for love. Love. Okay, also, I said that real silent. Italian also. Amore. <laughs> so um, this winery is located in Indianapolis, Indiana. So a mere two-hour drive from us if you'd like to go head on over. Yeah, it's pretty good. I feel like I need ice in there, though, for this. I don't know why. Red you wine. said you said red wine is something you drink warm. At, room warm at room temperature, but I feel like I need like some ice. You can drink it chilled, but red, most red wines are drank warm. Yeah, it's pretty mm. good. So what's been up, man? What have you guys been up to, Ellen, John? Ecuador. Ecuador. Yeah. We got back from Ecuador a few weeks ago, and then just catching. Well, you up. just got back from Indy today, right? Indy today. That's where you brought you, where I got you your bottle of wine for yeah, you. Yeah, you guys went <clears> up <throat> yesterday. You went to Indy to visit some friends. Yeah, we went to visit our uh, one of our arachnid friends. And you went to a winery. Went to a winery. How we, close was this winery to his house? You said it's literally just right down the street from his house. So you guys just walked, right? No, we drove down. Oh, you about, drove about down a, about two miles from his house. Oh, okay. So it's basically. Yeah, not that far away. Yeah, we went down there and had you know did a little taste testing, and then drank a bottle of wine. Then, so hung out. are you normally wine drinkers? Oh yes. You are. Oh yes. Ellen, Ellen's the bigger wine drinker, but I mean, I'll drink wine or beer. Is a cigar better with wine or beer? Cigar is better with beer or bourbon. Yeah. Beer or bourbon. In my opinion. Okay. But now, however, I did have a wine today that would be perfect for a good cigar. Really. It was a red raspberry, I think. Mm-hmm. It had a little bit of a kick to it to where it would yeah. be perfect with a nice little cigar. Nice, nice. So let's get into Ecuador. <clears throat> you want to get into this right now? However you want to get sure. into them, let's do, do it. it. You ready to get into Ecuador? Yes. So let's hear a little background on how this trip evolved, Joan. Uh, well, <clears throat> I went to uh, Pomona, California back in January. There's a big reptile show out there twice a year. Uh, a buddy of mine who I have only dealt with through the internet, internet uh, Daniel Salas, owns Jungle Diaries, who they do trips to different places, Colombia, Costa Rica, Ecuador, uh, Komodo Island, and a few other places. Uh, well, when I went out there to the show, I actually visited my daughter, met Daniel uh, face-to-face, talked to his girlfriend, this and that, and they were telling, about, telling me about the trip to Ecuador. So I came home, <clears throat> talked to Ellen about it. Where, you know, we've been to Costa Rica quite, Costa Rica quite a few times. Um, but Ecuador is a little more off the map, I guess, because Costa Rica is more, I guess you could say you, you can do everything you want. You could, you know, you're in your resort, but you can drive anywhere you want to go, do whatever you want to do. Where if you're in Ecuador, you're a bus ride or a boat ride from civilization. Really? So, so it, you're it, out there. Oh, yeah, you're out there in the middle of the jungle. I mean, you're a good two hours from any, from civilization where we were at. So it was Ellen's first time there. So I met him. We, you know, talked to him and said we were interested in going on the trip. So we booked the trip, and it was in the last week of May, first week of May. It was in May. It was the end of May. Yeah, so we spent tw- uh, 10 or 11 days in Ecuador, and it was just, <clears throat> it's fantastic. Man. Phenomenal. <clears throat> I mean, I, I can't, I mean... The rainforest is, it's like my home away from home. I love right. it. I love it. Yeah. Love it. So, so I know we, we had hit on it a little bit before last podcast about going out there and how getting to your hut 
Yeah, the, that the, experience. What we, was that like we, out well, there? We, was it what you thought it was going to be, where you had to get these hiking backpacks for the? Well, it's funny, is because I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm going to tell you my side of it, but Ellen, you know, please jump in at any time. Uh, when through, I had you know, going into this trip, I had no idea what we were going to do. I realized we had to hike to at least one of the resorts, mm-hmm. so I knew we had to buy hiking backpacks to carry right. our stuff there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I bought really nice backpacks for us to go. Uh, we leave, we land in the airport and we were about a five hour bus ride to where you know some backwoods country road gravel road and we get out and we were a good hour hike. I mean I'm talking a hike through the jungle through the woods. Now it's a trail. I mean the locals cut cut logs and put logs down the trail, which makes it nice. But where the um, the you know the, the moss grows up on the logs, everything's nice and slippery and. I'd say it was a good 45-minute hour, right, Ellen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hike in. Well, what's funny is when we get there, four or five of the locals are there waiting for us. Right. So, and right away the locals look at us, you know, and they're like, hey, you know what he, what he wants to carry? Because this is totally their thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they grab Ellen's backpack, which is filled with 35, 40 pounds worth of clothes and whatever yeah. whatever else whatever else we need for the right. week, you know, to get us by. Yeah. <clears throat> so they carry her stuff, and everybody else is wearing, like, um, we call them, you know, for I those, call them wellies. For, for those, it's like for, rubber boots. Yeah, for those that don't know, Ellen's half Irish, so they always call them wellies. They're basically knee-high rubber boots. <clears throat> and we call them waders. 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 Yeah, knee-high waders. Well, all the locals are wearing that. Uh-huh. Everybody else is wearing that. Ellen's wearing ankle-high boots, and John is wearing what I call my Air Jesus sandals. And they're all looking at me like, oh, you're not you're wearing flip-flops. No, I'm not wearing flip-flops. They're sandals. No, they're like uh, sport sandals. Yeah, like, yes. a, like a Teva type sandal yep. where they, right. go, they go around your toes, around your ankles. They're, they're actual sandals. They're not okay. flip-flops. They like strap across. Yeah. Exactly. Right? And, yeah. and strap around your ankle. And they're all looking at me like, you're not going to make it. I'm like, dude, I got this. I got my backpack. I got 40 pounds of weight on here. Let's just go. So we're hiking this jungle. And the locals walk through there like, like they're walking on blacktop or concrete. Like nothing's bothering them. Uh-huh. Everybody else we're with, you know, they're in their boots. They're <laughs> slipping. They're sliding. They're falling. It's horrible. I mean, and I'm just walking through like, I mean, I, I don't have a problem. I don't know what it is. I just, I just go with it and have a good time, but it was a good hour hike in. And once you're in, you're, you're there. There's no connection to the outside world. You're there. You're an hour hike into the jungle. So Ellen, what was your take on what it was going to be? Cause I would like to know what's in your backpack. Like, did you think I'm just going to be hours from like humanity? So I don't need makeup. Or in your bag, did you bring makeup? Um, in my bag. So I, I normally have this huge bag, right? Right. I downsized to like a very small bag, and I just had the basic like mascara and like a powdered foundation for airplane rides only. Okay. But I mean, no, I did not put on makeup. That's what I was the wondering. Whole time like, during, during, so we you went in thinking it was going to be rustic. Oh, very. Okay. Yes, yes. So like the jewelry I wore, I just wore like one small pair of earrings. I did not take any rings, anything. Right. Yeah. No, I can hear fine. I was turning up her mic. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah. You can, I just wanted to know what Ellen's expectation was going in. Like, I know so, that she so expected the So I took with a hike. roll of toilet paper in my bag, if that tells you anything. So you yeah. probably okay. researched. Yeah, did you research before, like, knowing what you're getting into so that you knew? Well, I know sort John of. said that they weren't sure what they were getting into, so he wasn't sure if it was going to be some he's had that were pretty... Uh, rustic others he had were a little fancier the one with the prison walls you talked about where it was like a giant kennel and the open ceiling 
Oh yeah, well, I mean, two, two years ago, I went to Peru. Ellen didn't go on that trip with us, but in Peru, you were—I mean, we were a two or three-hour boat ride from any type of civilization, and the place we stayed at was just like a—it was imagine like a um, a little no-tell motel where you've got a roof but you got no ceiling, right? And you just got room, all the rooms connected. Well, that's what I was expecting in this trip, but I did, we didn't know. So I basically told Ellen, you know, down there in the in the in South America. You know, everything they use for a toilet paper is pretty much sandpaper. And when you ask for toilet paper, they give you like one or two sheets. Right. So I told her, obviously, you know, pack your own, bring, bring a roll of toilet paper as, as a right. backup. But I also told her, you know, hey, this is, we're in the jungle. We're not going to the beach. So you don't need 500 pounds of makeup. You don't need 500 right. pairs of shoes. Yeah. But bring a pair of toilet, bring, bring a roll of toilet paper for the trip. I meant toilet paper and baby wipes. Exactly. I need to clean. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you're in, you're in, in the country, you know, in the forest and, we stopped at a couple of different gas stations when, when the uh, bus would stop and, and um, fill up. But literally, when you stopped at these gas stations, you know, there, you know there's normally nine times out of ten, no toilet paper there. And when you right. ask for toilet paper, they give you two sheets. And then the yeah. urinals where they're basically outside. So, I mean, you could be standing outside taking a piss in the urinal and everybody just driving by, you just sit there and wave to them. Hey, how you doing? But that's just how it, that's how it is down right. there. No, nobody nobody cares down there. It's just like oh, no big deal. We're oh. make we're, we're Americans make a big deal out of everything. Oh my god, he's naked. You know, that's that type of stuff. Right. Yeah. So you were naked. Only when needed. Oh okay. I don't know if you walked. I would have probably walked around. Could you have walked around naked? Like just had like a little leaf on your junk. You know. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> what's funny is that the the, <laughs> the, the the third place the third place we stayed where we were in uh, Usani National National Park. There's a national park, national forest. Yeah. Yosani National Forest. The uh, the locals there, whether card, I'm, I'm totally gonna mess this name up. The Warani's, uh, the local tribe. Uh-huh. You know they do they do wear clothes down there, but whenever they go hunting mm-hmm. for food, right. they basically walk through the jungle naked. The men walk through there naked with a piece of rope uh-huh. that basically ties their manhood to their lower stomach, so they don't snag it on anything while they're walking through the jungle. <laughs> nice. Pull it up. Seems legit. Yeah. So I mean, if you, if you, I mean, I posted. I tried. I mean, when we were in the uh, uh, Yosani National Forest, we had um, uh, the Yosani we Research Center is where we were at the, the the third our third place we stayed, and we had one like one little picnic table where we were able to get Wi-Fi connection, which was sketchy a as hell. Very popular spot. Yeah, very popular <laughs> spot. Very sketchy as hell Wi-Fi. So, I mean, that's when I was uploading my pictures of the, whatever snakes or frogs mm-hmm. or whatever we found. Right. And I'd post the picture of the few locals where they were all, you know, you know, you know the uh, naked people. But, you know, it's just funny that that's just, but, but they wear clothes, right. you know, because, you know, they they're, they have access to it. But when they go hunting, they don't wear the clothes. They just, that's probably got to do with the scent, I would think. Maybe. Possibly, possibly. Maybe. I mean, I don't know how often they shower down there, if at all. Or what if they're just fucking with you guys? It could possibly be. I'm like, hey, look, white people are here. Take your clothes off. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> see what they do. Yeah. They're like, I bet. How many times do you think that dude's wife looks at your dick? <laughs> He's like, uh, over under seven. He's well, like, I'll uh, take the over. The the natives couldn't get over John. Bro, he's looking at your dick too. Look, yeah. look. They were looking at his beard. All the elders were doing this kind of hand motion. To your beard? And then Dude, they, they, they the looked at me, and I mean, they, they thought my beard was like the most majestic thing down there. Because it is, like bro. You. Why well, do you I mean, say thick? It drives me nuts. I mean, if you see the locals down there, because you know most, most, I mean, most obviously most Native American Indians don't 
can't grow facial hair. Right. right. It's, and if they can, it's super patchy. And right. And, and the locals down there, they could grow it, but very little. It's just like a little racing stripe on their mm. chin or the tiniest goatee. Right. Well, here I come down there with this, with this massive beard. Yeah. And they're all just staring at me like, oh, my God, look at that. I mean, granted, yeah. they're talking in some language I have no clue they're saying. But they're like, look at this massive beard. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know. And they're all taking pictures of me, you know, taking uh, pictures of my tattoos, my bald head. Yeah. I mean, it was almost like I was a celebrity down there. Well, you probably are. Or a freak show. Yeah, or a freak, or a freak show. show. Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. So they're taking it home to their kids, like, check this shit out. You ever seen anything like that? Well, and where were we? Quito? No, we were in, in town of Puyo, Puyo. Puyo. And um, we went to buy some lampanadas. Oh, and yes, the I lady, the I can't lady pronounce that, that right, but yeah, the lady that was running the little shop said something to Daniel in Spanish or whatever, and we walked off. And next thing, she's running after us. She wanted her picture taken with John. Nice, because she said, because what, what she she looked at Daniel, and I, I, I mean, I speak Spanish, but very little. I mean, right. I, I knew enough to get me by or get me in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so she says something to Daniel in Spanish, and I look up at her like, what did you just say? And Daniel starts laughing. I'm like, what did she say? And he goes, I'll tell you later. I go, no, dude, tell me now. And he goes, she thinks your bald head is sexy. I go, no, really, what did she say? He goes, no, I'm serious. I look over at her, and she's just grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, whatever, whatever. And, but, she's and, like, but, meow. Empanadas. 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 That's, that's, that's what she was serving. What language? Like, what would that sound like in their language? Oh, like Cardi B. <laughs> so we all we, we we all get our empanadas in this like milky drink, which I don't even know what it is, but it's very good. It's probably coconut milk or something. It might have been empanadas is a, is a funny word. I don't yes. know why em, empanada. They sell them at Taco Bell. <laughs> at Taco, but it's you totally, just said Taco but it's totally, Bell. They're, they're totally. I'm, try, I'm trying to sound more. I'm trying to make them. I'm trying to make Taco Bell sound more like ethnic. Taco yeah. Bell. Taco Bell. They're, they're very different in Ecuador, obviously. Oh, for sure. But we go down there and we get this empanada, and we probably. I mean, we're in, in uh, the town of Poyo where we're at, we're in, we're actually in an actual town. Mm-hmm. This was our second place we stayed at, and we get. I mean, probably two blocks away. You know, we're just mingling along. This girl leaves her stand, the one that told me my bald head was sexy, mm-hmm. leaves her stand, grabs some dude she's next to, and just hauls ass running right next to me to get her picture taken with me. Because right. to see the bald head was just not nothing they, nothing they ever see down there. She's like, right. oh my God, I got to get my picture taken with him. I'm like, yeah. She's like, meow. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I feel like... Did I feel, you feel it? I feel like yeah. they have... She wanted to have sex with him. Like, better... <laughs> she did. That's what he- I'm telling you. <laughs> like, they don't have the balding bow, bow, gene. Bow, bow. They don't. Right. So, uh, those guys will be old well, and have super <clears throat> fantastic hair. Well, what's funny is, like, I mean, how you doing? When, we, when we were in Yasani, we stayed at three different places. The first place we stayed at, um, I don't even know where it was at, the, the one we hiked into. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't even know what it was called. But then we stayed, the second uh, our second place we stayed at was just a, a hotel in um, Puyo. Then the third place was a Yasani uh, a Research Center. And um, I'm totally drawing a blank where the hell I went with this. No, you were talking about uh, the three places you stayed at. Right. That's what you just gave us. I know, but I can't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> Fuck it, man. Live your best life, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's, that's the wine. The wine. The wine's it might, it might be the wine. cool. Try it's this cocaine. It. I'll get you back on track. <laughs> <laughs> Cheech and Charles. We were just oh. talking about that. 
<laughs> oh, I know what it was. Right. Um, like, like I said, the, the girl, you know, she was all, you know, hot and heavy over my bald head. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, well, I mean, it, it's funny. Okay, we we joke. I joke around about it all the time, <clears throat> but to see her leave her her stand of work that was very busy. <laughs> that was very busy. Get a picture. Just to get a picture me. taken with you. And then when right. we're, when we're in when we were in Yasani uh, the research center, you know, the locals there, most of them are the the Wararnis. I'm. If I'm butchering that, somebody you know yell at me later. I'm oh. sure someone will send us something. I'm most sure likely, my brother. I mean, well, your brother, your brother or Daniel, they'll they'll, they'll ring my ass for, what, for pronouncing that wrong. But the Warnies, you know, a lot of the elders down there don't even know how old they are. The younger generation does, but the older generation doesn't. Mm. And a lot of the way they judge that is like they will walk up to you and they'll basically how hey is your father still alive? Is your father still alive? That's how they and that's what they want. They want to know because that, that gives them an idea of how old you could possibly be. Well, shit. I hope they come up and be like, your, is your mom still alive? I'm like, I don't know. They're yeah. like, you're 62. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> but I mean, the whole, the whole women thing was, it was not um, brought up, but the, the men wanted to know if your father was still alive, which is just their way of saying, you know, how are you doing? How old are you? And it was just. Yeah. That girl from the stand was probably like. I don't, the other, her friend was probably like, oh, you should get your picture taken with him. And she's like, no, I don't want to bother him. And she, he was probably like, when are you going to see that shit again? She was like, you're right. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, what, you know, when you run into someone you yes. love, like, you know, Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block. If I seen him, I'd be like, no, I don't want to bother him. Okay, let's go. Yeah, I <laughs> That's how it do that. I went, uh, me and Dade went to, uh, when the All-Star game was here in town, we went down to, um, the red, you know, the all-star game was here. So they had a whole fest oh, yeah. and we went down there and Eric Davis was in the hotel and I go, Dave, there's Eric Davis right there. He's like, who? <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was your age, he was like a really good ball player for the reds. He was awesome. I was like, I should go in and get a picture. He's like, yeah, you should. I was like, well, I don't want to bother him. I don't want to be that guy because yeah. he gets that shit all day. And I was like, well, let's go eat these hot dogs. And then afterwards, if he's still there, we will. And he was gone. So, oh, but I, I regret it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to tell your, what? your Ed Belfort story. What? Because you were like, oh, I never do that. And I was like, Ed Belfort. And then you're like some random guy from the Reds. Like, Ed Belfort, you went up there and stood outside in line with a bunch of other kids. And was like, Ed Belfort, Ed Belfort. <laughs> and he was like, I am Job. And then you that's were like, horrible. Sad. That's horrible. So, no. So. Uh, he doesn't want to tell that story. No. Ed Belf so uh, growing up, Ed Belfour was a goalie for the Blackhawks. And he was like my idol growing up. Right. And that's, that's back when I enjoyed the Blackhawks. Yeah. So who was your idol growing up? Like, was there anybody in anything, any sports, any events or like, who'd you look up to? Batman. Batman. Always Batman. I don't know. I mean, I mean, did you? You probably didn't. I, I never got really into sports, yeah. but I mean, the, the only sport I really got into was hockey, uh -huh. which was back then, back when Belfort right. was the goalie. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like nowadays, I couldn't tell you who plays for the Blackhawks. Now I, really right. I have no clue. Yeah, because I, right. I don't follow sports. At all. Right, right, right. Yeah. So Ed Belfort was a goalie for the Blackhawks, mm -hmm. and they had Jeremy Roenick and Amante and like their whole crew. But that's like at the age where I got into hockey, and then um, <clears throat> I started playing with the team. Um, that like we all went to school together at Delhi Junior High. It was like a middle school, and you know there, there was like two roller hockey teams that played roller hockey in there. And I'm going off on a total tangent. It has nothing to do with it, but the team was called the Jedi. So Dave envied yeah. uh, Ed Belfour yeah, and so, learned to so play like, goalie yeah. based off of how Ed Belfour played goalie. He would record Ed Belfour videos <laughs> and he would watch them so he could emulate the technique. I, you're yeah, left. I think smart. it's a good idea. Like no, back in the day, if you learned, didn't have yeah, like, like some sort that's of trainer. What I used to do. So I would record the Blackhawks games when they were on TV and I would just watch. 
I would watch the game over and I would just focus on the goalie, which is what I do a lot now when we go to these hockey games. I watch the goalie and I watch like his tendencies and what he does in his pregame and how he warms up. And like that's literally Ed Belfort taught me how to play hockey. So long story short, he was with Chicago. Uh, he, he, he got traded. He went through all these trades and he ended up with Toronto Maple Leafs. And they were playing the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, which was that was their first year of being a new franchise, the Blue Jackets in Columbus. And they were playing Toronto, first time Toronto coming down here. They only played them one time, one there and one here. So when they played them here, we got tickets, and mm-hmm. I took my dad because my whole uh, the the whole reason was to either meet Ed Belfort or watch him play. That's what I wanted to do. Live in person. Live in person. Cool. Ended up found out where their hotel was by. A little bit of stalking, whatever. That's that's how you got to do it. That's how you do it. I found out what hotel they were. The guy told me they had a bus out there, and they had it, like, roped off, and there was a bunch of Maple Leafs fans there, so you could tell, okay, I'm in the right spot. Well, I had a goalie helmet that was painted by the same guy that painted his helmet when he was with the Blackhawks, and I wanted him to sign that helmet, right? Get up there. He's not signing anything. He comes out. He's, like, walking. He's signing all the cards, but he's not signing any jerseys, any hats, anything but hockey cards. Come to find out, he does a lot of um, he does a lot of uh, donation donations to the Make a Wish Foundation. Mm-hmm. So, and he doesn't like his stuff being resold on eBay. So he won't sign anything but hockey cards. I didn't know that. Oh, so he's walking up and down, <clears throat> and there's this older couple like my age from Toronto, and they started giving him shit. Like, Belfort just signed his helmet, you know? Like, he's, you know, he's signing for him, you know, egging him on and trying to, like, I was, like, bummed. I was, like, fuck, man, you know? (laughs) Like, here he is, my idol, and he's not going to sign my helmet. And then he finally did, and he was kind of a dick, you know? And I was just, like, man, like, you have this this, uh, way you think about your idol, like how you build him up in your mind, and then you meet him, and it's like a disappointment. I almost because didn't you because get you signed. put him at like God status, right? Yeah. Oh like yeah, he's I mean, some sort of titan, and then it's like it's kind of like when you're a kid and you looked at your teachers, right. and you're like, oh, you know, like upstanding, respectable person, and then like your friends are teachers, and you're like, I was smoking weed with her last week, and you teach third <laughs> right. graders, you know? It's like yeah. <laughs> No, that's but, a, but but that's yeah. how it is. Yeah. It's like, right. you know, you look at your teachers, but they're just like regular people, especially as you got older and your friends are teachers and you're right. like, oh, you, they're just yeah. regular people. They're not any different than us. And so it's was, the same it, with him, I, right? It, it bummed me out. And like after that happened, I was just going to sell the helmet on eBay. Like, fuck it. Fine. You won't find <laughs> it. You don't want to do this? I'll sell it now. I got pictures that my dad yeah. took of you signing it. But you got the high it. expectation. Yeah. And he was like. Oh, it's not what I thought it's it was. It's not what I thought it was, and I was bummed. And, and he like, was, like, heartbroken, and his brain to counteract the heartbrokenness was like, fuck that guy, just yeah. sell it, and then he still has it. Yeah, I still have it. Like, yeah, I, still have it. I I keep it. It's, like, I want to use it again. It's just, it's, It you means know, something to him, and he didn't want to sell it, but it's, you know, it's, like, that whole, like, where you see, like, good Miss Piggy and bad Miss Piggy, and yeah. it's, like, I shouldn't eat that cake, and it was, like, eat it all. Right. You know, it's like yeah. it was that happening in his So brain. I didn't sell it. I still have it. But, you know, it's a helmet from 95, and so it's, like, very heavy. I can't really. And not it. safe. But, yeah, that's it. Like, you know, yeah. I would have kept it. Time. I kept it. Yeah, I still got it. It's still signed. It's, like, you know, it's been taking pucks and stuff, so the signature's kind of coming off. But I feel like when I wear it, I get, like. Superpowers. Yeah, dude. What's weird, like when I was when I was growing up, my blocker, which is like a goalie pad thing that you wear, it's like part of your equipment. It's got a zipper up top and you can 
add pad to it if you need to make it more protective or whatever. Well, I used to stick an Ed Belfour hockey card in that pad on all my equipment until I got my new equipment. I can't put it in there. I have to, like, take some stitching out. And I'm like, hmm. If I could take this stitching. Yeah, don't do that. That was super there. expensive. Yeah. So, so I'm not going to do it. But He just had that custom hockey set made. It was yeah. like 3G. So please yeah, don't take like, out any stitching. It was very expensive. But it's like bucket list, right? Live your best life. Your kids are gone. You guys are going to Ecuador. These are things that I value. It's like a, mm-hmm. a goalie set gear that's brand new with my specs yeah, on Yeah, he always uses the whole I almost died thing. He's like, I almost died. This is bucket list. Yeah. I have to do this. I'm like, three I use that with Ellen all the time. I go, I might die tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to do this today. Right. Yeah. And I, use, I, use that, I use that excuse for everything. So here's what I found as you out. Walk, as you walk five strippers in the house, right. like, I got to get this done. So when we went out to dinner, I found out that you're working on your um, scuba diving. I am working on scuba diving. That's crazy. And you're certified skydiver? I'm a certified, well, I mean, I'm, I was certified skydiver. I haven't skydived in 10 plus years, but at one time, yes, I was certified skydiver. How many times have you skydived? 27 times. I would never, ever have known that. We didn't have that talk tonight. I would have never known that. I've done, um, now I know most people when they jump now, they do what's called tandem jump, which you have an instructor strapped to your back. And I'm not a big fan of the instructor strapped to my back because, yeah. heaven forbid, something go wrong. I don't want to go out of this world. You'd rather be the big spoon. I don't, I don't want to be right. sodomized on impact. I'd rather be the big spoon. Yeah, the big spoon. But, I mean, so the first couple, the first three times I jumped, I did um, what they call a static line, yeah. which is basically a 15-foot Velcro cord uh-huh. attaches you to the plane and pulls your chute automatically for you. Right. And then after that, everything else after that's been mm-hmm. uh, free fall. So, How many times have you free fallen? 24, 24 times. So you only had three with that little, uh, Velcro, little cord. Velcro cord that pulls it. Yep. Wow, that's uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think I could ever do that. It is one of the most peaceful things I've ever done. No, it would be like I think about that all the time. But I think the, the nerves that I'd have to deal with going up there. Well, just makes, the flight up and knowing, like, shit, I could jump. Well, if, if it makes you feel any better, something. I mean, it took. I mean, I you figure I jumped out of a uh, out of a plane seven times before I ever even landed in a plane. Right. I'd never been in a plane long enough to land, and I was jumping out of them. That's crazy. But, but like but, now, when I think about that, and I think about scuba diving now, like that's the other way. Mm-hmm. You know, because you hear stories about guys going scuba diving and then you get into like some sort of disorientation of where the right way out. Or yeah, like, that, I think I heard a story yeah. and it was like the most terrifying story I've ever heard in my life. Like they were, um, yeah, they were, same story. they were yeah. scuba diving through, um, I thought it was a shipwreck. No caves. Okay. It was caves. through caves. Yeah. And so they, they, were, they were talking about like when you go through caves, you have to mark yeah, you want you want some type of markers or some type of rope yeah, you have to set markers right. so that you know the way back out right. and some s- yeah ahead. some sort of thing. So it it ended up somehow we got turned around and his markers got messed up and the person that he was diving with panicked earlier and took off and he didn't even and know. So when they panic, they stir up. Oh yeah, everything. And yeah. So yeah. so he got out with yeah. like his full oxygen tank essentially. Like that guy left him. So when he was lost inside this cave structure he was running out of oxygen and like the last it was like he randomly found the way out right before he died basically and he essentially like floated up to the top because he was just dead and his body just floated himself up to the top 
Now, I mean, I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm going to take my last class and I get certified at the end of the month. So, I mean, I, I mean, everything I'm going to get certified for is obviously just basic certification. It's not advanced or trainer trainer level at that. But I, I, w- I would like to eventually do the advanced. So, what guys you into this? Just something. I mean, I got I got a buddy of mine who's a um, Hamilton County lieutenant now, I guess, for Cincinnati Police, mm-hmm. and uh, he does diving all the time. So and it's just he just like one of those things where it's like, hey, you should take this class. I'm like, eh, yeah. I mean, you know me, I'm all about being on the ground in the jungle checking things out. Right. But there's a whole new world underwater. Yeah. So definitely, so I my, definitely agree with that. Where my brain's going is, um, you guys live in a smaller town, right? Mm-hmm. Like, blink your eye, go right. Like through. you being a certified diver. You're going to be the guy that gets called if they find something in a lake somewhere and they need you. Like to these cars they've been pulling out of the Ohio River. Yeah, did you actually, see that? Our buddy's probably. My buddy, my buddy Dan, who's actually the lieutenant for Cincinnati Police, is one who uh, he gets called on those all the time. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to do something like that. But, I mean, me getting Not certified maybe. for scuba diving would just be one of those things where it's just something bettering myself. Right. I mean, you know, like I said, now my, my kids are now grown up. They've moved out. They've had their own yeah. little lives. Now it's me time. I Does wanna, it make it easier? Now that your kids are grown. So like for me, like I always wanted to skydive, but then since I've had kids, I'm like, what a fucking horrible way. Like, could you imagine being a kid being 12 and be like, yeah, my mom's dead because she jumped out of plane and died like a fucking chump, you know, like, <laughs> so for me, it's like something I don't want to do because it's like my kids need their mom. You know, it does, right. it, does it get easier to do things that seem like that? Or do you not have those same like mom I, feelings? I've got that. I've got the thing. I tell Ellen all the time. I say, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Yeah. There's so many things to explore and see and do in this world that, I mean, I've been in Ohio my entire life. Right. right. And I mean, I mean, I would, I mean, I complain, I don't want to say I bitch and complain, but I do. I bitch and complain to Ellen all the time. I want to move south, whether it's Florida, Costa Rica, South America. I mean, that. New it, Orleans? Uh, no, no, no one was a cesspool. Um, How dare you? <laughs> when you're like the jungle or the, the rainforest is my home away from home, I'm, I was going to say, New Orleans is that place for me. And now you're like, fucking New Orleans. I'm I mean, like, How dare I, you? I mean, I, I have I, we're I, friends. In, in all honesty, I've never been to New Orleans. We both work for the same company, so we know right. we, we've both been to Louisiana. Um, you've been to New Orleans. I've not. Mm-hmm. I've, I've only been to uh, um, Alexandria. But the whole. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just that area. It, it, there's nothing there that interests me. Right. And to my, I mean, to, from, for me, I mean, that's me, right. but the whole, the whole jungle, the wildlife, the animals, the, the atmosphere, that is what I enjoy. That is what I want to see. That is what I want to do. I want to have their whole swamp thing. They got nutria and alligators and all I'm types all, of I'm concern. all about alligators. Yeah. See, that's the place for you. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time? Well, hold on. Let's get a picture here. Oh, you sent him down to take pictures right yeah, now? 34. Yep. We write down the number so we know where to edit it. Yep. That's Gage. Did you text him? That's Gage. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and you answered dad text? No. It just depends. You savage. <sighs> Ooh, that was a good sound. I like Let's that sound. We'll keep that in. You can hear that. In the I'm pretty good on the edits. So, which one are you drinking, Dave? Uh, I'm drinking this drink? one now. I drank some of ours, but I don't. I don't like it warm. I want to try. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not That's a fan not, of the warmness. I want to try the. Oh no, you don't have to put it in mine. I'll just take a drink, guys. Oh, here you go, babe. Babe, here babe. you go, babe. Hey, babe, you like that, babe? I'll get oh, you some. That is delicious. Is it? Taste it. It's fantastic. Oh, it, it, it tastes like Bit strawberry. It's a, it's, a, it's a dessert wine. This guy is always have like, you should drink it all. Put it in your butt. Well, God. that's what he does all the time. 
Uh-oh, she's worried now because I might go into that now. Oh, no, I'm not going to. That snorkeler. <laughs> Bust <up. laughs> That is my favorite. That's one of my favorite Instagram pages, by the way. What? Bust snorkeler. What? I didn't know it was real. Uh -oh, oh, it's real. Oh, yeah. It's on Instagram, Bust snorkeler. What is it? Oh, dude, that is really good. It's just a, bu it's just a bunch shit. of uh, fitness chicks and girls in bikinis and... Big butts. Oh, I got plenty of those John if you follows. need some. You Half should see who I follow. Is, oh my All God. my shit is big asses. All right. Anyway. Nothing wrong with a big ass? No, there's not. It's the trend now. You don't Why make yourself that? out to be an ass because everyone can see who you follow. Oh, Instagram. that's what I said to Dave because he's a hockey coach. I'm like, Dave, why are you following Bang Bus on Instagram? You know those kids are following you too. Mm -hmm. And then they follow Bang Bus too. See, I don't follow Bang Bus. I follow Bus Snorkeler. I follow fitness models. You know, fitness. Oh, chicks. I see. You like the fitness chicks. I, I like do. the big booty fake hoes. I like that too. And I like where they're just jiggling and you're like, Jesus. Oh yes. But like. Sometimes it's ridiculous. Like I follow, um, I follow this Instagram page. It's called what is New York. And it's just all crazy shit that happens in New York. And like, sometimes they'll go to another Instagram page called subway creatures. <laughs> and it's fucking people on the subway. Like yesterday, this chick and her friend were sitting on the subway and then uh, they're like on their phones and shit, you know, just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, like two seconds later, you see this big ass rat. Just crawl down her shirt and then go under where her boob is and start crawling under her boob and she just like nothing. That no. had to have been her pet. No, oh, no, I'm, no. I, I actually see I'm videos sure, all yeah, the time no, it where probably a rat just runs across them. Well, I'm not saying that one was not her pet, but burping. what's wrong? You can burp into the mic, dude. It's I cool, man. Not. Why? People might want to hear that. Some people people are into weird shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like thing. feet and shit. You could probably take pictures of your feet and make money, oh, no, bro. No, could not. No, no, no. Not my feet. Not his feet. <laughs> Ellen's feet, man. Ellen's got pretty feet. So does Jade. I always think about that. I'm like, man, that would be a little side hustle. I don't want to be like if our well, boys dude, found out. Well, did you see out. the one where the, like, the, like the heavyset girls are making money just eating food? There's money, there's money to be made in everything. It's everything, like, dude. It's just everything. like, it's just like big girls um, eating like a whole pizza. And like smacking their lips and stuff. Like there's this one girl, she's sponsored <laughs> by like 50 people. And that's what she does for a living. And she just eats food. And she'll be like. <laughs> those are the same ones that are blaming it on genetics. She'll be like, mm, so good. Mm. Oh, she makes the noises. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And everybody loves it. Dude, that wine's really good though. It's super good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. What were we talking about? Block that whole remember. out. <laughs> what? That whole thing out was horrible. What was horrible? The whole last 10 minutes of our conversation from 34 to 39. Yeah. Delete. We will. No, that means no. What were we talking about? No, we will. Okay. What were we talking about before? Um, Ecuador. You said you had yeah. all these stories. They were, let's they were eating. Okay, okay. Let's the last thing, go, the, guy, the girl left her empanada stand to come take pictures with John, white devil, white devil. White devil, white devil. Well, before the white devil, white devil, I mean, let's go back to our first resort. The first resort, which... Um, I don't even know the I, I, for the life of me. I feel bad. I don't remember the name of it, but you know it was an hour hike in, hour hike out. We were there for three days. Three days. Three days. Um, our room was basically on stilts. It was a building it was wood with a tin roof, uh, like a B fifty two tin roof, resting. Um, so we were there for three days. You know, we're in the middle of nowhere. If anybody gets on my um, Facebook page, they can see a. Um, a video, a, dr a, dr a drone video of one of the girls with us that took. But, you know, we're out there doing nothing, you know, hanging out, mingling with the commoners, 
searching for snakes, turtles, frogs, chameleons, monitors, geckos, everything. It was just, it was just incredible. But one of the one of the weirdest things, I mean, no, I mean, there's, there's so many stories. Um, our second day there, we went for a hike to a waterfall. Um, I did this hike. Ellen did not. Ellen's, by the way, just for the for the record, Ellen's a trooper. I mean, I knew going into this trip that Ellen was not going to do all the hikes that yeah. I do. I mean, I'm one of those. I'm going to go and if I'm gonna, if I'm going to have a stroke on the trail, I'm going to yeah. die right there. I'm like you. We went hiking one time, and it was a it 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 was one of those. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm totally. If this is where I'm going to go, this is where I'm going to go. Right. You know, and I realized, you know, going on this trip, Ellen, I'm just happy as hell that Ellen went. I'm glad she got to experience it, experience the jungle, see the jungle, and all that. But one of the trips we one one of the hikes we went on, we went through a hike to a, a waterfall. If anybody gets my my Facebook page, they can see the pictures. The waterfall was beyond fantastic. It took us about 45 minutes to an hour to get in, about an hour and a half to get out. Because obviously the hour, uh, getting out was all uphill, mm-hmm. and that at that time coming out of that, I honestly felt like I was going to stroke out of the trail. I was like, <laughs> I was I was wore out. But on the on this hike, on the way to there, one of the one of the guys that was with us, you know, he pulls these leaves apart, and he shakes these leaves out and on his hand, and I'm, he starts licking his hand. I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? And he waves at me because obviously he's speaking Spanish and stuff so fast that I don't understand. I get up there, and he. Takes another leaf, breaks it in half, dumps it in my hand, and it comes out these black ants and what I, what looks like white larvae, which I'm assuming is baby ants or whatever. And he tells me to lick it, and I'm like, you know, you're there. When and and no, he no, tells no, you to do it, you do it. No right. matter where right. you where you're, you're part at, of the culture, you do what the locals yes. do. So I take this thing, I dump these ants onto my hand, these what looks like egg larvae, and I lick them. And dude, it tastes like salt and pepper. Okay. And I'm like, this is like the coolest thing. I mean, who would have thought licking and eating ants would be salt and pepper? Really? So, yeah, we're, so we're licking this. I'm like, this is crazy. I thought this was going to turn into a cocaine story. That's what I'm hoping. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You might start hold on. It, it, That's it, what I want. I'm, I'm getting to oh. I'm, I'm getting to that. <laughs> yes. So, you know, we go down to this waterfall, and the shaman, that's what the, the, the main guy there, they, they call him the shaman. See, when you say shaman, you got to do everything he tells I, you I'm, to do. Uh, that's, that's I just heard this on a another podcast so we go down to yeah. this waterfall and apparently this waterfall is like a sacred place you know uh-huh. so you know um the, the the pictures i got there at the bottom of the waterfall is a bunch of trees that were just there from the day before that came over the waterfall which is a very big waterfall well there's a um, cave there where the shaman said apparently when he went there years ago you know it was like a sacred place for them he collected this rock and over the years he's had this rock it's from, from rubbing it and holding it it's eventually smoothed out it's like a sacred thing to him so like our, I think it was our second to last night we were at this at this first place, you know Daniel Daniel Salas from Jungle Diaries I keep calling a shout out for him, you know he you know Grant Daniel speaks great Spanish I don't even know what his background is I mean he's he's from Salvador or something. yeah Salvador or something I don't know but anyway but Daniel's a great guy so he's telling us he's like hey the shaman wants to do a uh, spiritual cleansing with all of us and I'm like. I'm like, you know, I'm, I, whatever the locals are doing, I'm We're doing. In. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. And I told Ellen, I said, you want to do this? And she's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. So we go over there, and there's like five of us. So he tells us, he's, you know, apparently when you, when you do this, you're supposed to be naked. But none of us were naked. Thank I God. haven't. I totally, I totally volunteered, but everybody's like, no, would, no, no. Would you have gotten naked? Oh, hell yeah. Would yes. Have naked. I would have. I mean, yeah. why not? You see Try one, it out. You see one fat. You see one fat guy naked. You see them all. See them all. Yeah. So, so we sit there, and this guy's he's walking around. He's got all these different types of plants and leaves next to us. And again, I don't know what I'm supposed to talk about because it's like a sacred thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So we weren't, we weren't allowed to videotape any of this. So he's got these two or three different types of leaves. He's got this bottle of some type of liquid, 
And then he's got um, his this rock. Little, he's got his rock in his hand. He's got this little mortar and pedestal where he's got like tobacco leaves and liquid and water and all this shit. And he's just talking. He's talking up a storm, which I don't understand anything he's saying. And he's uh, put, grinding, mixing, this. grinding this stuff, this mortar and pedestal. So then he goes around to all five of us and he pours about a dime, about a nickel to a quarter size amount of black water in your hand, which is the tobacco, water, mixture. leaf, Ever. mixture, yeah. whatever it was. So the cleanse, the cleanse, the start of the cleanse already sounds horrible. Oh, it gets, oh, better. It gets better, dude. So, what is it that they have? Um, just it keeps running my mind. Hold on, I'm getting there's I'm, a name for it. I'm getting, I'm gonna tell you, I'll okay. get to in a second. So, he pours his black liquid on hand, and the first thing you have to do is ingest this through your you, nose, through your nose. You gotta snort it through your nose. And Are I you mean, pretty good at doing that? I did. Ellen yes. was like, Holy shit, what am I doing? You're like drowning. I literally I, I put just party. a little bit in and then I just kinda opened my hands to let it seep out. And when, <laughs> when he wasn't looking, she like John yeah. likes to party. Dude, I, I snorted this shit like it was cocaine. Yeah. I've never done cocaine, but if I had to pick drugs of choice, that'd be my drug. Um, for those who don't know, start I, so many businesses on cocaine. Oh my God. Right. For those who don't know, I've never, ever done any drug at ever. All but, right, John, it's okay. No, I'm just We're saying, but, but it was just funny. Cause like I said, I'm, I mean, I'm down there doing what the locals do. Why'd you do. panic when the cop know, came out? <laughs> so, Were you so, like, stay away from my car guys. So we, so we snort this tobacco juice up our nose. And then one at a time, we would sit on the stool in front of us, and he'd take these different type of leaves, and he'd rub them on our arms, on our shoulders, on our neck, our head. He would, you know, at one time he'd rub his rock on our arms, stuff, you know. And what he's doing is he's rubbing the bad spirits and the bad vibes out of your body, and he'd blow on your head, he'd blow in your ears, and then after all that, you would stand up and you would take a, um, a, a swig of this this clear liquid, and you would stand there, and he would spit it from on the front side of your body and the back side of your body. And it smelled like sake, like Chinese or Japanese sake. Mm-hmm. And, and you, heaven forbid you open your eyes, it would burn like burn hell. Like hell. Right. So that's why he's supposed to be naked. He's supposed to be naked. Mm-hmm. So when he's done doing that, you know, he rubs the rock on you a little more. And, you know, and, and the then, leaves on the head. Oh, yeah. And when he was patting the leaves on your head, apparently when he, when he takes these, these different type of leaves and he's patting them on your head and your body, if the leaves don't break, you know, that means you have very little bad vibe. If they're breaking, the leaves are going everywhere, you got a, just a lot of bad tension on your body. Well, I mean, there's one guy, his leaves are shattered everywhere. I was what like, about Man. yours? Uh, nothing broke off on me. Yes. I don't think fault. nothing broke off on me. I don't think anything broke off on Ellen. But one guy, I mean, the guy was doing this, and the leaves were breaking everywhere. The guy dropped his rock, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're saving him. So, so, yeah, so he's doing all this, and apparently when it was all said and done, the shaman, when, when, I, when it was done, he was supposed to take the leaves and from the branch, he would not tell us what type of leaves they were, what right. branches, whatever, because it's part of the whole sacredness. That he would take it into the forest and bury it at the base of a tree so the jungle would absorb it. And what it is when they do this, apparently it protects you from the jungle itself, the bad things that whatever, you know, the wild animals that are going to help you. But apparently, the last thing, not only were we supposed to be naked, but apparently, the last thing when you're done is you're supposed to drink ayahuasca tea. Oh, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. I have never heard of ayahuasca. We are well aware of ayahuasca. No, I did not have it. I did not. We did not drink it. What's the name of this? Jungle Diaries? It's called ayahuasca. (laughs) So, but I mean, again, now for those who don't know, ayahuasca is a plant Uh or a leaf of some sort down in South America that if you boil it and put it into a tea and drink it, it blocks... I'm going to screw these letters up. It's either THB or BHT or ABC Mm -hmm. or something from your brain, and it makes you hallucinate. And apparently people from all over the world go to do that. Go to South America to drink this stuff to make you hallucinate. And apparently it's one of those things that 
it, it it's blocked in the brain apparently when you're first born and right before you die. So I mean, I mean, I, again, I mean, I might not, I might not have this whole story perfect, but I'm just saying what what I well, think. Well, it's I know. it's ayahuasca is actually naturally made in your brain. Yeah, but, but the amount that you're ingesting when you drink ayahuasca tea is a much larger amount. So it's essentially um, for people that don't know is the what's released right before you die. Right, yeah, that yeah, helps you it, like cope so, with the pain. So yeah, we were supposed to, apparently when after the spiritual cleansing, you're supposed to drink that when you're done, which we didn't do that. I mean, missed I mean, out, I'm, friend. I'm, I, yeah. I guess. I mean, I'm, did you want to see Jesus? That's that's a whole another story, brother. Well, I think the thing with <laughs> ayahuasca is that it scared. helps you to overcome. Like things that are hindering you, you in life, so it's like. Well, you don't want to tell that on here. I'm with you, brother. No, I don't. I mean, what do you want to no. say? I don't believe in it. No, like whatever, like that trip, like what you see. You know? No, I mean, cleanse. but but well, here's what's funny is <laughs> you know we, we I mean that was the that was one of the last things we did at that at that um, first stop. Uh, yeah. That that first stop we were at. That's a hell of a second day. Wait, so right? people go there just for that. They go though. just right. people will go and there. So and, the people on this hike. Like, did anybody do the ayahuasca? No, not to no. my knowledge. Nobody we were with did, not to my knowledge. He wasn't but, offered. Oh, so he didn't even offer it up. That's what I was getting to. No, like, he didn't was offer it up. like, hey. Oh, I thought he offered and you guys were like. No. Yeah. Well, apparently, apparently the whole spiritual cleansing thing, you know, apparently people will go down there for that and yeah. pay big money for it. Right. But where we were at and what we were doing, they offered it to us for free. Now, granted, you know, it was all obviously, you know, where we didn't, we didn't, we weren't naked. We didn't do the ayahuasca, but he did everything else for us. Uh So, I mean, it was all part of that, part of the experience. Yeah. But now, like I said, you know, um, we were there for three days and I think that was our last night there. And apparently when you're done, after he's done rubbing the leaves on you, spitting, Uh spitting sake on you, you're not supposed to shower. For like 24 hours okay. to, to make make you safe. Right. So, and what's funny is um, for those who have been to the jungle, when it rains in the jungle, if you're in the jungle and it rains and you're actually in the deep jungle, you're not going to get wet. The trees block everything. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's a downpour, you're going to get wet. Mm-hmm. And we actually were going on this hike one night and uh, Ellen went for the first hour, I think. Mm-hmm. But for the, I mean, for the, when we say hiking, I mean, we would hike anywhere. For, we would start hiking around eight o'clock at night. That's when it got dark. And we would hike anywhere from midnight till four in the morning. I mean, four to eight hours hiking in, in, in the pitch black darkness and jungle and everything. But the, the last night we were there, it poured down rain and we hauled ass out of there and went to this little shelter where we were taking pictures of animals. And I don't know why I wasn't even thinking here. I am sitting there going, man, it's pouring down rain. And I'm down here taking pictures of frogs and came in. I'm loving it. And I'm, I'm in the back of my mind. I'm going all oh, Ellen's in her bed sleeping, you know, wishing I was there, blah, blah, blah. And well, what I'm not thinking is this room is just, you know, with wood, little wood panels with a tin roof. And when I got there at four or five o'clock in the morning, Ellen's like, oh my God, I thought the roof was going to cave in. It sounded like somebody was beating on the tin right. roof with a friggin' hammer. It was, hammer. It was so tent. loud. Oh, it was I crazy. didn't sleep at all. It was crazy. I was worried about him because it sounded like. A tornado where something could have been going on. Right. I mean, it was. It was <laughs> I couldn't oh. imagine. Oh my god! It was so we loud. have a woodpecker similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he likes to pound on the side of our house, right above our bedroom. Yeah. They so like, every morning. It's like same time too, like six thirty. He's hungry he just, at six thirty. He's like, like son of a bitch. I'm like, I gotta go get a red ride or something. <laughs> that that's what he says. He's like, fuck it. I'm. I'm getting. That's it. Tomorrow, I'm. I'm getting one. I'm like, dude, you can't kill it. It's like so big. I think it might be the protective one. So I'm like, dude, you can't kill it. We'll get in trouble. He's like, that thing is going to fucking die. <laughs> He'll like Not hit the bedroom bitch. wall to like try I'm to scare him away. But he's on like, my wall. 
Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, this is our friend Woody. Yeah. So yeah, we had we had no electric at that place. Uh, uh-huh. They would run the generator at, at night from like nine till one in the morning, maybe. Yeah. Just to give you a little bit of light, and you can charge your phones, charge whatever AC? you need to charge. Uh, no oh, AC. Yeah. There was no AC at this place. That was a joke. Dude. No, there was no it's like AC. AC, right? <laughs> you would you, literally, if you took a shower. I mean, what's funny is when you went down to the to the, the, the bathroom facility, they had actual toilets there. Uh-huh. But you know, obviously the the water was very you know was, was water that was um, uh, captured through the rain and everything. So there's a giant tubs full of water before right. you're flushing so you know most people you know ellen's notorious for this she like to brush her teeth and let the water run well down there you don't want to do that you know because right. they're, they're conserving all the mm-hmm. water so you want to turn the water on get toothbrush rut toothbrush wet brush your teeth turn the water back on rinse it off that air so i mean they we had did conserve water and showered together Multiple times. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. So, but, but yeah, they, they had they, they, and you had your outdoor bathrooms, which you had to leave. Was your, it cold water though? It yeah, was. Oh yeah. There was no hot water there. Plus, oh. I used him to look for tarantulas in the shower before I got in. Oh yeah. What? And like, well, I guess it didn't oh, really yeah. go down then. Well, there's no there's I mean, I mean machine. There was no there, oh yeah there's no, there's no lights what? in there. There's no hot machine. water. Oh. oh yeah. It's cold water. You think is no? Not everybody. Shrinkage. Oh, okay, so the experience I have is with a shrinker apparently. Right, so Continue on. You brought so, this on yourself, so, sir. So yeah, I mean, I mean, we had we had the bathroom facilities. You know, the, the two showers or two ur- the, turn, the, the urinals were out there in the middle. So, I mean, you could be down there taking a piss, and somebody walk by and go, "Hey, what are you doing?" Well, I'm just hanging out with my little friend here. Yeah. You know, but um, but you know, we, I mean, the showers were nice, but it was cold water, and there was no hot water. Um, I'm trying to think what else. The food was amazing. Oh yeah, the, the food was amazing. Oh was it all part of the price of your tour? Yeah, and all that all, all that was included. I mean, the only thing I think we had to pay for extra was little souvenirs. Or we went uh, our third or fourth night when we went to town of Pollo. I said we were at the first the first place where we hiked in. Yeah, so this all all this stuff we're talking about right now was just at the first facility. First the facility. hike, mm-hmm. the shaman, all that stuff. Yes. Right, uh, first place. So after that, you moved to the second. We just went place. to a hotel like one we, night. We went after that night. After that, we took a bu- uh, a bus ride back to the town of Puyo, P U Y O. I think it's huh? called. I could be wrong. Somebody's going to correct no, me. No, that's on right. That later. Puyo. That's right. That's where we met John's biggest fan. My biggest fan, the chick that couldn't wait to get pictures taken with me. So that happened in the town. Yeah. So we right. went there and we actually stayed in a hotel that night. Um, but well, Ellen's basically slept in the hotel that night. We took another van ride down hour and a half away to some remote area where this rare frog was at. So you were in the hotel and he left to go. Yeah. Yeah. They all did. Dude, I went hiking every night, every night, every night. And I was enjoying the air, air conditioning, the hot shower, right. Uh, right. comfy bed, watching TV. Yes. Oh, yes. there was TV that night. There was TV. Was. Yeah. yeah. So, we, I mean, I'm talking from eight at night till four in the morning, dude. Right. I mean, I was hiking. Right. And then, so that was that we spent one night in Puyo. And then after that, we went to uh, Yasani National Forest. Wait, you went to find this frog. What? Oh yeah. What frog is this? It was a. Um, God, I can't remember what type of frog it was. Some type of. It was a. It was a rare frog. A rare yes. frog. That's in the forest. Wasn't a harlequin? I think it was a harlequin frog. The jungle. I'm almost. I'm, I mean, Daniel's. Daniel will ring my ass. So how this. far? How long was this trip? You it, said it was an hour and a half. It was about an hour and a half. Hour and a half bus ride to some remote area outside of some other town that I couldn't even tell you what it was. We were on some remote bridge. We walked this river for about an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and looking for this frog. We found everything from other scorpions, no snakes. Uh, scorpions, some tarantulas, and then for those who don't know, I'm not a spider fan, but I'll take a picture of a spider. But I mean, I don't want to be snuck up on one. Oh, you okay. have a spider? I do have one that was given to me by my friends that mm-hmm. we were hanging out with today, and I feed it once every two weeks. And I put it right back on a shelf. I only touch it when I've been drinking. Um, but yeah, we were so we were hunting for all these frogs. We found multiple frogs, clown frogs, 
um, some type of leaf frog, and I want to say it was a harlequin frog that we we're looking for. But apparently, this harlequin frog it's rare because the, its its environment is dwindling down due to human population, and also some rare fungal disease that's going through the forest was wiping a lot of them out. So they only found in a very small remote area, and we ended up finding two of them that night, which was which was a really cool find. Uh, those pictures are on my Facebook page as well. So, yeah. so I mean, so are these the, protected species? Those I don't. I honestly don't know if those are or not. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not up totally 100 percent up to date on the amphibians, uh-huh. but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm more of a snake guy. But right. um, when it comes to going to the forest, I want to see everything. Yeah, I mean, like I want to see it all. That's your playground. That did as my yeah. home away from home, like I said. Right. So I mean, we we were there till three in the morning, I think. And the guy at our, what's funny is the guy at our hotel was supposed to be waiting up for us till we got there. And we're beating, because when, they, when the, the town closes down, the town shuts down. They pull down the doors, the, the chains, everything, the doors are shut. We're beating on the door. We're kicking on it. We're trying to get back in here. We're all tired of shit laying down on the ground waiting. Oh, back guy. at the hotel where she's at. She's at. And I mean, I've got no cell phone reception. I've got no Wi-Fi, no, no you phone. You can't get your yeah, beaten. Yeah, I, I, I mean, help. But, I don't want to um, sleep out on the yeah, floor. Yeah, so one, one of our guys that was with us paid extra to have um, phone, phone service down there. Mm-hmm. So one of our guys that was with us contacted him and said, Hey, go down there, kick the guy to the desk. So he let us all in. So he let us all in. And, you know, but we didn't get in until four or five in the morning. And we had to be up by six in the morning to get another bus ride to go to our next, our next resort. Oh. I, I mean, when I say resort, I use that term loosely. Our, oh. ne- our next little hut with, you know, you so are like you just r- running off adrenaline? Cause it doesn't sound yes. like you got much sleep. So, I got no so sleep. So were you? Right. I've, I got, what was funny were is like, grumpy? Said, was he grumpy? Not at all. Dude, I was in my, I was in my element. You're just excited to be there. Oh my God. Extremely excited. Like I said, our, our, the last place we were at, which, which was, was Rashani, Wasani, shit, Wasani National Park. Um, there's a lot, I got so many stories to tell you about that. That is actually, that's where the, the War Arnies live. And there's a big oil company that pumps all the oil out of the ground down there. Uh-huh. So it was a, probably a good six-hour bus ride to get there, right, Ellen? Maybe? Oh, my God. Yeah. Probably six five, hours? Five or six-hour yes. bus ride What's to get there. What's this bus like? Is it a school bus? No. It's like a small charter. comfortable? Small, it's a comfortable. Bus? Small yeah. charter bus. Recline, reclining seats, AC, whatever, you know. Okay. It's just a long, boring ride. So we get there, and we get to the um, the Napa River. Napa, for those who don't know, the Napa River is a river that empties into the mighty Amazon. But we were a good two days up, up river from the Amazon. So we get in this bus, or not this bus, but this okay. boat. And this boat, this boat's as wide as two people is sitting next to each other. So when you get on the boat, you're just walking onto the boat. The boat just rocks back and forth. <coughs> and we're, we're, we're sitting there, and Ellen gets on the boat first, and she's like, holy shit, you know, blah, blah, blah walking back and back. Because yeah. you have your, like, 40 pounds right. on top of your own weight, right? Yeah, you and you're trying to balance. balance. Yeah. Trying to balance. And she, when, you get, when you get on the boat, you know, you're, putting your, you're putting your life vest on. So she drops the backpack, puts her life vest on. I walk on, you know, I'm sitting there next to her, and she's all constantly, she's grabbing my arm, like, holy right. shit. Because everyone else is getting on right after. And the boat, so I'm, like, boat's just I'm not rocking. in control. I mean, yeah. and it, we're yeah. on like an oh, Amazon yeah. River, yes. right? Yeah, what's in there? Oh, yeah. yeah. So we're crossing the river, and the whole time we're crossing this river, I mean, she's grabbing my arm, and I'm like, yeah. you need to relax. She doesn't want to be food, bro. And she, yeah. goes, she goes, I am relaxed. I go, like, there's no blood flow to my arm. You need to <laughs> loose, loosen your grip here <laughs> yeah. a little bit. So, but literally, I mean, the boat, I mean, as long as the boat was moving, you're good to go. And there was what, 10 or 12 of us on this boat? Yeah. I mean, again, those pictures are on my Facebook. Yeah. I more. But uh, so we get over there, and you have to go through the um, 
the security, the security from the for the oil company because they want to make sure you're not you know bringing any guns or weapons in. Right. It's all you know oh, yeah. secret yeah. secret stuff over there. So from that point, we had a good two hour bus ride bus ride to Yasani National Park or mm-hmm. National Forest, whatever. Which apparently the Ra- the Wararnies again. I know I messed that up. The Wararnies own all that land. So, you know, and when I say Warnies, you're thinking of a tribe. You know, you're thinking of like, you, yeah. see, you see an Indian tribe, you see the 10,000 right. teepees, yeah. and everybody's living there. Well, they're living in little houses. Shacks. Shacks scattered. The the, the, the the younger generation are living in shacks. The older generation are still living in like teepee type style houses. So, you know, we're, we're driving back there. And it was like, what, our second day, and the, the Warnies showed up and they were yeah. bringing stuff to sell and show us and the snap. But we're hearing stories, like all this stuff, these stories. About you know the stuff that's going on, like the one guy, um, he's from Spain. His name is Jaime. It's pronounced Jamie in American, right. but it's Jaime in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one. He's one of the guys that runs the trip, and he was telling us about how he was there years ago. I'm trying to think. I think he lives in Colombia now, right? Colombia, Ecuador. Either either way, but um, he was telling us about how you know years ago, a few years ago, he was driving in one of these buses down the road, and one of the Warhanis came out of the trees or woods, whatever, stood in the middle of the road, butt naked, holding a couple spears, demanding money. And down there, they have no clue what money means down there. They they, they know it's money, but they don't have no aspect of what value is. So if you hand them a hundred dollar bill, they look at you like, "Oh, you pissing it? Why are you giving me this?" But you give them 10, 10 single dollars, and they're like, okay, I'm rich. Mm-hmm. They, they don't understand that. So, you know, the, the, the guy was out there butt naked. This is the story Jamie was telling us. He said the guy was there naked with a spear, threatening these people with their lives, saying, I need a million dollars. Well, when he gets to the van, all they had was a bag of candy. And they gave the guy the candy. He's like, oh, okay, you can pass. They have a heart on. They have a sweet tooth for candy. They love candy. Okay. And they're like, okay, you can pass. I mean, the few Warnies that we met, you know, seemed like very friendly people. They were great. I mean, apparently, from what I've understood and what I've read on the internet, they were headhunters years ago. Now, another thing we learned, <clears throat> this is another crazy thing. Um, About the oil companies bribing them? Oh, yeah. Well, so the oil companies have basically bribed Warnies to say, hey, you know, let me give you this and I'll pipe all the oil out of your land. And I mean, I'm I totally, again, I might butcher this story so people can yell at me all they want they want. But apparently there was the Wyarnies, and then there's another tribe in the jungle. And um, everybody, when they hears about the jungle, they always hear about the Amazonians, you know, the Amaz- yeah. all the Amazonian big tribes right, right. and this and that. So there's another uh, tribe down there. And for the life of me, I cannot remember the name of it. Um, let me see. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my phone here. So you got the Warnies, who are the tribe we met, and there was another tribe called Taramaini. I know I butchered that. That sounds but, good. Okay, looks perfect for this channel. Yeah. So yeah. apparently the the Warnies are small people. Uh-huh. I mean, when I say small, I'm talking about size. They're like five to five and a half foot tall. They're like but, pigmies, right? But dude, they're, <laughs> they're <laughs> oh yeah, but they're built like brick shit houses. I'm talking forearms the size of tree trunks. Well, of course, because they're Cal- working out every oh, day. Oh, oh yeah, I'm talking calves, calves that are phenomenal. They're playing soccer every day. <clears throat> well, apparently back in 2013, we met this guy down there, and his name is Juan Carlos. And apparently he's been uh, working with the Warnies for the last 25, 30 years or whatever it is, studying them, talking to them, evolving them, involving us, whatever. And apparently in back in 2013, two of the Warnies, uh, the higher up tribes, went to go meet with this other tribe to work out some type of peace treaty down there. Well, apparently this other tribe did not want to work out a peace treaty. 
Now, the Wyarnies, who are five, five and a half foot tall, their spears that they use are about, I don't know, about two, two and a half, three inches in diameter, mm-hmm. about six foot long. Okay. The other tribe, the Tar Taramani, uh-huh. I told like, yeah, I'm gonna butcher that. <clears throat> These are the Amazonians you hear about. Apparently, they were six, six and a half foot tall, spears twelve foot long, four, five, six inches in diameter. And I've actually seen video, and I have video of apparently this uh, this encounter between these two people and the other tribe, and the other tribe attacked these two people, and they've got spears through them, or they're, you know, whatever. Well, apparently, the local oil company didn't want this getting out. Right. So the the, the uh, Wyarnis ended up getting guns and spears and everything else from the oil company and wiped out this other tribe back in 2013 until he went out there and just blew everybody away. I mean, oh, I've got, shit. oh, dude, yeah. dude, it's crazy. That is crazy shit. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, I've got pictures where I can show you pictures of the difference between the Wyarni spears and the other spear, and it's just a huge difference. And I mean, I'm talking to these people, you know, the locals, and they're sitting there going, "Oh yeah, you know, blah blah." We went in there and wiped all these guys out, and I'm like, "Dude, I'm totally talking to a mass murderer here." That and he's shit. like, "And he's like my right. best buddy." But dude, they were super friendly with us. I mean, great. I, I realize things are different down there right. than they are up here, you know. Right. But I mean, it was just it was just crazy. So I mean, here I go down on this trip. I'm going down there for a reptile excursion, and I totally got a huge history lesson yeah. while yeah. I'm down there. That's so awesome. It, it was totally amazing. Yeah. Um, Did you ever feel you a, threatened? It gives you a glimpse of what the world here was like. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. years ago. Yeah, you go down there, and it's a totally different world. I mean, you're in their element, their world, right. their rules, and their rules are no rules. I mean, it's right. just. You know, I mean, they do what they want to do. Well, they're their own government and everything. Yeah, pretty much. They pretty police much. everything themselves. I mean, and I mean, respect and all the yeah, all the ones that all the all the ones that we met. You know, the Warrenies. They were very friendly people. They were very nice to us. They you know they they they, they went on hikes with us. Yeah, you know, they did everything we do. And um, one of the one of the funniest things I can think about is we went to we went on a boat ride. And we went and seen the pink river dolphins. It's actually a freshwater river mm-hmm. dolphin. It's kind of pink. They're kind of weird looking. Uh, Ellen, Ellen went on this ride. And we went to this uh, salt area where the water concentration was real salt. And all, all the local, local animals would go to get their salt intake. And that's where the hunters would go to hunt their animals. Well, during this hike back, you know, Ellen was having, you know, she's a little, you know, was having a little trouble walking. Well, one of the Wyoming's just stopped. And he went on some side trail and just out of nowhere just cut her a walking stick and handed it to her. That was at the beginning. Yeah, but I mean, but he was just like, you know, he's like, hey, I can see you're having a little issue walking with the rest of us. Let me help you out here. It was muddy as shit. So once your boots get muddy, right, Right. you're just sliding everywhere. Yeah, I mean, the rest of us were wearing wearing muck boots up to our knees. And she's at... Boot, I had like uh, this L.L. Bean like boots right. on. And they come to her You would ankles. think they would have been fine, but it was. But there's times we walk through water. They don't water. have traction. They're the rubber boots, yes. right? So yeah. they don't have like the treading. They yeah. have like what looks like treading, but it's all not. one giant form, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I mean, it's not like she was having, I mean, Ellen's, like I said, she was a trooper. She's having a great time. But, you know, he could just tell walking through the mud, there's a chance she might lose a shoe or something. So, so he made her stick. He made so, he, so he cut her yeah. walking yeah. stick. <laughs> And then we're walking back to this walking back to this water water area. You keep the walking stick. I wish I we would. I wish we would. I couldn't just, have brought it on the plane. Uh, it would have cost a fortune to bring it back. But yeah, I'm sure. but Sorry. what was funny is uh, walking back there. Like I said, I told you before about the salt and pepper ants. Mm-hmm. You know, we're walking back there, and the guy, one of the one of the Warnies, was stopped us, and he's like, "Hey, and blah blah blah," and he goes to the side um, off the trail, and he breaks this tree branch off, and it looks like a tree branch that expanded and got real strong again. Mm-hmm. And he hands me and Daniel both one of these tree branches. And he's like, hey, you know, bite into it. And it tastes like lemons. And I'm like, all right, okay, whatever. So I bite into this. I'm chewing into this piece of wood. And I'm like, dude, it 
tastes like fucking wood. And Daniel's going, oh my god, yeah, it tastes like lemon. It tastes I told like lemon. Him. And I'm like, they're pulling your leg. She's like, they're pulling your leg. I'm going, no, it. I'm like, I'm like, whatever. I'm like, these guys are, and I can't see the locals doing that to me. So I look at the guy. I'm like, dude, I don't taste it. And he's like, oh, hold on, hold on. So I take the stick out of my mouth. I throw it in the ground. He goes over and grabs another one, brings it back, breaks it, and pulls a piece off of it, and it's filled with ants. I mean, I'm talking filled with ants. And he goes, you know, he's like, you know, take points in his mouth and says, stick your tongue in there. And I'm like. I've eaten salt and pepper ants. What the hell? So I stick my tongue in there and I'm licking it and it tastes like lemons. I mean, I'm talking strong like lemon. And I'm like, holy shit, this is pretty good. So I handed it to Ellen and she's like, I'm not doing that. I'm going, dude, it tastes like lemons. So she, st- she finally, she's like, okay. So I she never said no. Oh, whatever. So she sticks her tongue in there. And she, I mean, because I would never expect Ellen Sorry. to stick her tongue in this tree branch thinking she's eating yeah. lemons. So she sticks her tongue in there and her eyes light up and she's like, holy shit, it really tastes like freaking lemons. You nice. know, all these, all these ants there taste like lemons. It was just. I mean, I don't know how, and that I think that's the same trip we were on when we found when we found the uh, they pointed out the ayahuasca to us. I can't the remember. Plants. Yeah, yeah, the ayahuasca yeah. plant. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I've got a picture of the ayahuasca plant, uh-huh. but I don't. I've never. We never made it into a tea or whatever. Right. But I mean, but just to hear that story of the the Warnies and the tribe fighting with the the other tribe, killing people off, and just but getting their guns and weapons. From they, I mean, and, oil and I said they ended up coming to our the the Yasani National Forest or National research Park, whatever, center. where research center where we were at, and they apparently like they would take some type of vine and uh, uh, forgive me, I don't know the name of the vine, but they would take this vine, make some type of string out of it, and they would make um, necklaces and purses, purses and. And, you know, all types of jewelry and stuff out of this vine. And that it was an art that's being lost, you know, over right. the years. Yeah. So the local, the, the, the Warriors now are teaching this to the younger generation, which when we went to their, their actual place, you know, they're, they're, we met a girl from, she was a Dutch girl. I can't remember her name, but she was, she actually came down there, a young girl, she was 18, she's Dutch and came down there to teach English, the English to the Warnies. Right. Um, and they're still learning how to do math on an abacus. It was kind of crazy. Right. But we get down there and they you know, so the locals are teaching the younger generation how to make these uh, necklaces, purses, you know, whatever. And they're getting the younger girls to sell it to us. So that gets them intrigued and to keep it's the just to make some money to make some money to keep right. the to keep the whole art alive right before it gets lost and it was just it was just amazing that they were doing all this. I just, think a lot of indigenous tribes are doing that. Um, like as far as like here in in the United States, like um, the because of all the residential schools that happened where they took um, the Native Americans from their families and sent them to these schools and had the whole like uh you know kill the indian save the child thing mm-hmm. um where so that generation lost like the skills that well you know the kind right. of um cultural identity that their people before them had so now there's been a resurgence with the younger kids to like teach them their native language to teach them like the native things that they did and to dance in their native traditional ways so like when i went to um huma um to work with the tribe down there uh like three years ago, um, their big thing was uh, how to teach their younger kids how to make baskets with uh, palmetto leaves. So they they were teaching us how to like, you cool. know, braid with the palmetto 
yeah. leaves um, and essentially like how they were making money again by making these like wicked cool baskets. Right. So I can totally, you know, and they were selling them to make money too because yeah. yeah. people will buy them. But it's this, I'm sure it's the same way there. It's like lost as the exactly. technology exactly. changes. It's, 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 it's an art that's being lost. And like I said, the locals down there, like where nowadays where we have like, you know, needle and thread or crochet needles, they were still using actual tree branches or tree leaves as needles to thread yeah. this stuff to make the baskets. It was, I mean, it was just really, it's an art that's almost lost. Yeah. Another crazy thing we saw was the um, oil company bribing the Yasani people by oh. buying, giving them cell phones and um, satellite dishes. So you see these little shacks, like aluminum sides and roof with like a dish network satellite outside the And they the got door. like one channel. Right. Of nothing. And these are the people who have cell phones. And now the, the cell phones they use down there, they, they, they know how to use them to call people, to call their friends, call their relatives. But that's basically it. They have access to Facebook, but they have no clue how to use Facebook. Right. So they're taking pictures of each other naked, which up here we're like, oh, shit, you can't post that. Well, down there they're posting it and they have, because it's natural to them to be, right. to be, to be naked. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we're wondering why they can't be suspended. Well, you know how you, on Facebook you see advertisements for all these free T-shirts and free uh, sunglasses. sunglasses. Right. Those are the people who are clicking on that shit because they think, <laughs> oh, I'm going to get this stuff for free. I mean, that's because they, they don't know. They're just, they just Right. Know. They're so new to technology. Exactly. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. It's like our grandparents when they get a call and it's like, it's Bobby, wire me money, Grandma. And she's right. like, all right. And she goes and she yes. wires money to some <laughs> random stranger. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, it, was, it was just neat to, you know, to see, to see the whole cultural difference. I mean... I mean, I know um, one of the days we were there, we went to actually their village and got to watch. We were hanging out with them, playing soccer with them, you know, figuring out, seeing what they call their library. And their library was a the size of a master bedroom closet. It was tiny. Right. And their their their, their um, school rooms. I mean, it was just it was just neat to see it. But obviously, they're so far behind. And just I mean, it's just I guess I went I went down there for this reptile excursion. Yeah, you got a humanity, and I, and I got yeah. a lot more out of it. I mean, I could I could just sit down there and just listen. To but I think that's what I think that's what people need, though, right? It, yes, it is. Exactly. It, it, it is dramatically go into something expecting something, and you come out with way mm -hmm. more than you expected. Way more, I mean, way more. I mean, it was just it was just a, a huge history lesson, and I mean, I could have spent more time down there learning more about it. I mean, right. I just yeah. But to the animals. Start talking about the animals. No, it makes you want to like go back and take a bunch of books and shit, right? Like, well, what's, what's funny is, like I said, we one one of the nights we were there, we were in when we were in Yasani National, uh, the research center. Uh, apparently, and that research center is apparently is a big place where people from all the world come to camp out or stay or whatever. Right. And you get three meals a day: seven a.m., one p.m., and seven p.m. What's Those, these meals? Like, what do you eat? Oh, you 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 get a um, you get eggs eggs in the morning. Some type of eggs, fruit, and sometimes some type of oats. Uh, lunch, you get some type of protein, fruit, um, and rice. And then a dinner, you get like. Um, how's the flight? Like, how's it taste? Dude, it's way better. Than the here, the right? food's very yeah, delicious. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. The fruit, the food's delicious. So I, mean, I was just gonna say, like, that food was delicious. Uh, for some reason, they didn't serve protein at dinner. I don't know why, but I mean, it was. But but other than that, the food was fantastic. I mean, at dinner, you got your you got your vegetables, your fruit. Um, some type of rice, you got um, some type of small dessert, whether it was a, a fruit-based dessert or some type of mm -hmm. sherbet or something. Mm -hmm. right. But, I mean, they took very good care of you. Yeah. But the thing is, like, if breakfast is at 7, if you showed up at 8, you're not eating. That's just, right. that's just how, They didn't come there to serve you. They kind of be there at 7 o'clock, feed you, and they're gone. Right. So, I mean, but, like, you know, we would, we would hike from 8 at night. We'd eat dinner at 7. 
start hiking around 8 o'clock at night, finish between midnight and 4 in the morning, shower, wake up at 7 a.m., have breakfast, photograph the stuff we captured the night before. Take Did a you s- ever take a day off, though, of not doing no, that stuff? No, no. There was nothing in your mind that was like, man, my body's... No, I mean, dude, it was pure adrenaline. We were nonstop, nonstop. Yeah. I mean, we would, like I said, we would get up in the morning, we would have breakfast, we would take pictures of stuff we caught before, sometimes take a siesta, you know, that's nap in Spanish for those who don't know. <laughs> um, have lunch, take take another boat ride or another hike, um, and then at night we would have dinner, take pictures of stuff we caught before, and then go hiking again. Right. I mean, it was just It was just nonstop. Nonstop. I don't drink coffee, but I yeah. drank the shit out of coffee. <laughs> I bet. Well, you're going out and I mean, adrenaline. I drank it nonstop. to keep you moving, dude. Drank it nonstop. What's some of the shit that you guys seen down there, man? Like, what's some of these, like... Well, we, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm a big snake guy. Uh, we only found one venomous snake, which was kind of crazy for the trip. I mean, we... What used, was this venomous snake? It was a fertilance. Which uh, there's 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 different types of fertilances, and we go to we normally go to Costa Rica every year, and you have the um, Bothrops asper, which is in central Central America. That's just obviously scientific names. I'm making myself sound a lot smarter than I really am. The Bothrops asper is one found in Central America. The Bothrops atrox is the one that's found in South America. Mm-hmm. We found one of those our second or third day down there, and that's the only venomous snake we found now we found three or four coral, uh, false coral snakes uh found an amazon tree boa a brazilian rainbow boa which was on the top of my list to find which was what was it a, a brazilian brazilian rainbow boa mm-hmm. did i say i don't know if i said it before we found an amazon tree boa then we found a brazilian rainbow boa and that's the one you want that's to the one that was on, on my list to find i mean i breed brazilian rainbow boas but to find one in the wild was just totally fantastic to see Mm-hmm. The damn thing bit me three times. Cool shit. Are the can you definitely tell the difference between like a I don't want to say captive farm born, raised yeah captive, captive born, born and then a, a wild boa like when you're out like you just said that you raise rainbow Brazilian rainbow boas like can you tell is there the like difference a difference between yours and that one is there like a vibrancy with one that's born in the wild is there you know more genetic variants I mean on, on some on some species obviously when you're breeding them in captivity you know it makes them um, through selective breeding can make them more docile the Brazilian mm-hmm. rainbows in general are little Aggressive. Yeah, they can be. They can be aggressive. They're, Little they're, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're they're yes. they're beautiful snakes. I mean, they got this bright red with like black circles, and the iridescence just looks like a rainbow on them. Nice. I mean, e- I mean, captivity or wild. I mean, they're they're just natural. Beautiful little, snakes. They're beautiful snakes, but yeah. they're, they're little dicks. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but the one we the one we found. I mean, yeah. granted, I I knew going in finding this thing that as close as I was getting on it, I was going to get bit. And I was just like, okay, no big deal. I'm not, that's not a venomous snake. I don't so care. So they don't, their bite doesn't hurt. No, it's like getting, it's like getting stuck by a sticker bush. It's yeah. really not that bad. I mean, it's the whole, it's the whole in your head. Yeah. That you're I'm, thinking this. <clears throat> I mean, but we, it is a wild animal, right? Not right. handheld. So of course he's going to be like, why the fuck are you touching me? Bite? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, the first, the one, the one we found, we only found one <clears throat> and it was, um, it's probably about four foot long. I say about four yeah. foot long male. And we found it on the trail. I'm taking pictures of it on the trail. I touch it to try and pull it around for a better picture. It swung around and bit me. I'm like, no big deal. Well, we take our pictures on the trail that night. And the next day, you know, we had it bagged up. 
we go into the woods. This is what people don't tell you on, on National Geographic, all the pictures, blah, blah, blah. You know, they go, oh, look at this, blah, blah, blah. It's been in kept. They've held it for two days to try and get good pictures of it. So we take, you know, we, 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 we set the pictures up, and it's on this tree branch. We're looking at it. I mean, I get right up on it, like, and I'm like right here, knowing I'm going to get a good picture, and the damn thing bites me. And it, it bites, it holds on for a second, and then it lets go. And what's funny is the people next to me, they're like, holy shit, he didn't move. And I'm like, I've been bit before. Did it break skin? Oh, yeah, it broke skin. I was bleeding, but no like, big deal. You're not worried. So for me, my thing yeah, would, be would be like instantaneous because, you know, uh, we've talked about it before. Like our, our son MRSA. had MRSA, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it was from, he got it from something when he was playing out in the woods at his grandma's house. I think he got it from um training. I don't think so. You don't think he came from no, training? No, because he was at your mom's house, and they were playing out in the woods the whole weekend, oh, yeah, and then he right. came home, and he had that bump on right. his leg. So I think he got I think he got it from the woods. So, like, for me, if I was out in the jungle or, you know, the rainforest, I would be super worried about picking up something like MRSA. A disease. Mm. Not okay. a disease, MRSA. Well, I mean, uh, where we were at in Ecuador, there's no, there's no chance of malaria. Uh, we had to have our HEPA, uh, before you can even yellow come into fever. the country of Ecuador, you have to have your yellow fever shot. Yeah. So that's a big thing down there is yellow fever. So Mosquitoes. We, uh, uh, so yeah. we, we had to have um, Hep A, Hep B. No, well, we didn't. We didn't? We just had a yellow fever. Yellow fever is mandatory. You have to have mandatory yellow fever. We just got Ecuador. the Hep A. But yeah. you get the Hep A and Hep B. That's in case you're getting a tattoo by a hooker down there. That's basically what that covers you for. Um, and then, so there was hookers giving out tattoos. You're sure in South America, Lord knows you can find. Um, but that, that's what Hep A and Hep B covers. Obviously, the blood stuff. You know, the yellow the, fever uh, vaccine. Did that make you hallucinate after you got it? No, like when not, you were taking. Because um, we heard uh, who was it? Justin Wren. He builds uh, wells for the pygmy. Pygmies in the rainforest. Yeah, but and that's a malaria shot. Yeah, well, oh, but I'm just saying. Malaria like, is a pill. You take p- right, pills from malaria. pill is what they hallucinate from. Yeah, it like hmm. gives you crazy dreams. So yeah. I was just wondering if like the yellow fever shot, oh, since no. they, hmm. it does the same thing. No, the malaria, that's why I asked you about malaria. No, malaria, yeah, malaria, malaria I mean, <clears throat> we were told, to, uh, when I went to Peru two years ago, we were told to have uh, malaria shot or malaria pills from Peru, uh-huh. uh, which I had my yellow fever, hep A and hep B for that. Which your Hep A and Hep, hep A and Hep B is a two and three part shot, which is good for life. Mm-hmm. Um, yellow fever is good for ten years, I think. Ten years, I think mm-hmm. ten years. And typhoids, I think, good for two, two or three years. So I mean, we we both we've got all those shots. So we're good to go on all Up that. Up to date, yeah. But I mean, we did not. They said malaria. Malaria is actually a pill. It's one you can take either every day, every other day, or once a week. Did you find any like lizards and shit down there? Oh, we found uh, we found uh, actual caiman lizards, or not caimans, but actual actual caiman crocodilians. Uh-huh. We like found small ones. Small, caimans are small, right? Uh, they're, they're the smaller of the crocodilians. Okay. Uh, we found a couple of those in one of the lagoons we were in. We found a dwarf iguana. We found a couple of different skinks. Um, different. Uh, what else we find? Did you pick up that dwarf iguana. Oh, yeah, I got pictures of him on my on my uh, Facebook page as well. So are they pretty cool to pick up? Like, yeah, we've wild. They're not. Yeah, we found him. I mean, during the day, if we would have found him during the day. Obviously, he would have ran off. But we found him at night. Oh, that's so he they're... so he didn't even bother moving off the tree branch he was on. We took good pictures of him there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he was about I don't know eight to ten inches long, maybe. That's pretty dope. Did you go on all the all the night hikes or just a couple? Or? I don't know. No. I wanted to sleep. Yeah. yeah. You were exhausted, I'm sure. Well, not only that, but like after your third day is yeah. when the bacteria starts setting in. So me and another guy were like <coughs> stomach issues, oh. the lower. Not to mention we had to hike down 
right. that hour long hike on yeah. the day that it hit. Uh, that was fun. Yeah. And, f- and for the record, I mean, when she, when she mentions bacteria, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the food down there. But what it is, the bacteria is, d- is, different. is, is different right. than the bacteria up here. It's not harmful. Well, you're not used to it. Well, exactly. It's like, like raw milk, right? Like, right. like so, Amish right. people drink raw milk all the time and they're totally fine. But like it's against the law to sell it. Right. Like right. We so, can't consume so it because it messes we're, up your So stomach. where we were down there for three days, I mean, it, it hit us both on the same day. Like when I was in Peru, I was in Peru for 10 days, never had a problem. My last day, you know, I had stomach issues. Where we were in Ecuador for three days, and it's like the third day, it's like, oh shit, I got bubble stuck. guts, bubble guts. So, you, you know, shit yourself at all? Not at all. No. Okay. But, but we, it was horrible. But we ended up having to go to the bathroom like ten times well, in one day. Well, and you think about it, you're in, up in your hut, right? So it's not like you're in your master suite at home, right? right. You got to get dressed, then you got to hustle down your steps, run to the bathroom, look for tarantulas before you sit down, right? <laughs> oh fuck that! And hope that there's toilet paper. So I made him go with me every time. And I'm yeah. like, if I need toilet paper, you're hustling back upstairs again. Yeah. And, the, and the, big, the biggest part of that was when, when, when the day it hit it hit both of us was the last day we were at our first resort. So we're, we, we know we've got an hour hike out. out. Right. You know, and it's like, holy shit. If I got a shit yeah. <laughs> during an hour hike, it's yeah, not because that's funny. when you're moving is when it's like most exactly. active, right? right? You're just right. moving it around and you're like, and oh, so yeah, then I, I knew we had the long bus ride. No, so when we got to the hotel, I was exhausted. I'm just like, give me air conditioning and yeah, a shower. Yeah, you're like, air conditioning. Yeah. You're like, I'm laying in this bed. But I'm glad you yeah. had that because if you wouldn't have, what that could have been a disaster. Had that night of the hotel Oh, stuff. exactly. Yeah. You did that, you feel better have... after that or did it continue oh. the whole time? Well, what's funny is it was when, hit or miss. When, we, oh. when we were in Puyo, you know, we were walking through the town. That's when my... my my, my stalker, stalker my, my right. stalker chick was checking me yeah. out. We went to one of the local pharmacies, which down there, you know, everything you need up here, you need you buy at the shelf or get a prescription for. Down there, you don't need a prescription for anything. You just right. walk to the pharmacy and say, "Hey, I need this," and they give it to you, whatever. Well, we were talking to the girl at the pharmacy and said, "Hey, this is what we need." I mean, I didn't do it; she did. Ellen. You know, whatever, but I just I, huh? I, I I toughed it out. Daniel Daniel was was translating because I don't know Spanish, so uh-huh. Daniel was telling the lady she has upstick stomach. You know what right. can you? So they gave her. She they, needs the tums. Yes, yeah. tums. So they get they gave her two different types of some tablets, tablets, and one oral oral like liquid liquid thing. you take, and they told her to take it hey every day, and you know, you'll be fine. And she was taking it every day, and she was fine. Now, Grant, she took this what's it called, Travelon or traveling? Yeah, travel ban. Travel ban, which is a medicine you take. Before every meal, that's supposed to help out with that. But she was taking that, and she's like, "I'm fine." I'm just gonna try it, see if I don't need uh, it. And ooh, you needed it. You made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I mean, it's one of those things where when it hit us, it hit us both the same day, the third day, and then after that third day, I was totally fine. But I mean, no. not Ellen, well, not yeah. so much. Yeah, but, I, mean, well, it, I think everybody's body reacts it, to things it, differently. Yeah, it, that's it, the it, thing. It, like with me. You know, I deliver mail, so I'm outside in the elements all day long, so. Nothing affects you? Yeah, like, honestly, like, I don't get sick, sick, like, where I'm in bed or I don't feel good quite often because I feel like Fresh I'm out in helps. that all the yeah. time, you know? Yeah, I, I like feel like that's why he doesn't get sick is because he's outside in the fresh air. Like, right. for Not, us, we sit in an office breathing right. in everyone else's air, exactly. and they're oh, that's sick. that's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. So touching it's like, door handles and, you Yeah, know. I think, like, with him, he's touching mail. I remember working down there. I would always wash my hands like crazy because everybody touches that mail. But, yeah, yeah but other than that, I think it, it's helpful for him to be out in the fresh air and not right. breathing in everyone right. else's germs all day. True story. Well, it's, it's funny being down, being down there in the jungle, breathing that fresh air. I mean, it's so 
healthy for you. I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah. dude, you, you don't you don't feel any more alive. Then, uh, At least for me, right. I don't feel any more alive than I do when I'm in that jungle. Did you feel like more alert because, like you guys were talking about, like no cell service, not a lot of people with cell phones, like you know, not a lot of uh, distractions, like, satellite. Kind of thing, well, or, I'm just thinking, like, um, like no. our on our last podcast, we had our friend Zach Moody, and he was talking about how he feels like, um, so he stopped watching TV. Um, he only list, so he's not on his cell phones, he's not on social media. He only um. Uh, listens to music without words um, just to kind of like pull himself out of it. And he feels like all of the cell phone waves and the TV waves and radio waves impacts you like hmm. negatively. Like it's just so much stuff running through your body and that like he takes his kids out quite frequently out into like the forest and stuff and they go on hikes because he says he feels like it like cleanses them. Yeah. So it makes me wonder like when you're down there because there's so less right. of that yeah. and then that we're just drowning in it here like do you feel that freedom like i know what you're trying to say and i think yeah. a lot of it i i don't think you can differentiate the humidity and how it cleanses you versus you know, you can't compare it directly to up to here. Right. Like, you don't know, is this fresh air that's making me feel? Right, because he's going to feel the good there of... no matter what. Because oh, he's yeah. in his element. He has two hours of sleep in 10 days, and he's like, it was fantastic. Oh, exactly. Like, exactly. But, I mean, but, yeah. you, but when you're down there, like, you're talking about the whole cell phone, you know, connection to this, the whole world, where, you know, down there, you got to disconnect. Right. And, I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I mean, I mean, during the day, my normal life, my phone's stuck up my ass. I mean, I'm right. always on my phone. I think that's what... But but I mean, that's what I mean all of us but a lot of a lot of that's got to do with my with my you know my reptile business. I'm on my phone checking emails, checking text messages. Which I mean, when I'm down there, I got none of that. So I mean, I call it, you know we all we all say it's the disconnect yeah disconnect you know, to reconnect disconnect to reconnect to the real world. And being down there, you know, you don't have your phone on you, and you're like, I mean, my phone was on me. That's why I was taking pictures of stuff. But I'm like, I have no you didn't have the desire to take it out and check oh, Instagram. I, I, check I, isn't it so weird right, though? Right, like right, just then. thinking about the stories you were saying earlier, how like you would sit and you would talk to them and they would tell you stories. And then here where we are, there's millions of peoples and we literally have things like this podcast and we have people like you on so that people can hear your stories. When, if we just put our phones down and didn't listen to podcasts and just talk to the guy right. next to us. Isn't that true? That well, we could hear this amazing story. Like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. think about where we work downtown. There's so thousands many different of different kinds of cultures people down there. Yeah. Well, I tell, I'll tell Ellen all the time. I said, I mean, I mean, Grant, like, again, I'm on my phone a lot, but when I'm not home, like when I'm out with you guys or you know, we go out to dinner with friends or whatever, I try not to be on my phone yeah. at all. Right. And I like to listen to the surroundings, listen right. to hear what's going on. Yeah. And there's just like, I tell her, so there's times you just got to shut up and listen. Yeah. And it's amazing the stuff. And it's not like you're eavesdropping on what's going on, but you're just paying attention to what's going on around you. Right. There's so much more around you beside what's on that six inch phone in your hand. Yeah. Honey, that's not six inches. You might well, think it's six well, inches. you know, like it's he said on size. the last podcast, it, whenever so, a guy calls and says it's seven foot long snake, <laughs> ask the wife because she'll tell yeah. you exactly how long it is. <laughs> no, she's right. That's probably like five. About five. It's five. You know, it's five and a half. At an inch, bro. I'm with you. You know, size matters sometimes. Trim it, it down. Not really. Yeah, it's the way you drive the ship. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> motion, that ocean. But no, but no. If, I mean, the, if the ship can ever reach port, it's that's right. right. <laughs> wow doesn't Woo. matter how you drive it if it never reads port 
<laughs> oh, it reaches port. We go in. My mother in law will listen to this and have totally different <laughs> thoughts. Your mother in law's yeah. not. Oh, yeah, she will. Does she? Reaches oh, she port. Will. What's that mean? <laughs> reaches port. But no, I mean, but no, I'm totally like, you know, like there was a time, I Is he mean. talking about his penis? <laughs> it's so big. But like, we, we, went, we went to. Um, we were, we were, where the hell were we? We were in Woodstock, Woodstock, New York, Woodstock, New York, visiting her family two years ago. And Woodstock, if you've never been there, it's a bunch of hippies. Right. And so is Woodstock, New York, where Woodstock yes. was? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So we're sitting there <laughs> yeah. and we're walking through the town. We're walking through all these little shops and every shop is owned by some high, strong, high up, dazed and confused hippie. You know, what and, makes them days in? Oh, they're all they're all high. Kid. They're all high as. They're happy. They're living their best life. I mean, they're, yeah. say, dude. they're high as. Why not? They're high as hell. It sounds like you're against the marriage. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm not. I'm, if that <laughs> will make you live, that's fine. But we're sitting there. I mean, I'll never forget Ellen. I don't know if it's Ellen, your we sister. They went into the shop, and I'm outside the shop, sitting on the curb, with my brother-in-law, looking for lizards. Just yeah, yeah looking for lizards. <laughs> and there's these two guys talking lizards. about how they were they were how they were at, they were at the original Woodstock. Sharing a lighter with, with uh, J- uh, Jerry Garcia from the Grateful Dead. Oh, I and, bet. Oh, oh, and he had these whole long story. I'm just sitting there going, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Just listening. Also, and then, and then he's Ellen, a liar. And then no. Ellen, Ellen, <laughs> Ellen, he's not though. No, but like I'm just but, saying. No, no if, I mean, if but, I was a hippie and I lived in New York, I would make up a whole shit ton of uh, stories. Right. Why? But, because but, no but, one fucking. But knows. To, but to hear Who's about him, and he was just like, "Oh, I had this lighter, and I gave it to Jerry, and 30 years later, I met this guy, and he said, hey, check out this lighter.' I mean, I'm telling you, I don't remember yeah. the story. And he's like, right. 'It's my lighter. It's it, got my it, initials exactly. on it.' Exactly. So Ellen comes out of this out of this. Uh, store with her sister and she's like hey we found this i go just shut up and listen just listen and she's like what are you talking about i could just listen and this guy was just rambling on about stuff and i'm just like you don't hear this shit in the normal world you know just to hear this guy and i mean he was talking like like he was just high as hell and just like he was hanging out with jerry and they were having smoking weed and you know singing songs and i'm it's just it's just to hear it it's just like that's just Cool to listen. Wouldn't it be great if at that at the end it was like a sales pitch? He's like, so after all that, I'm just here to let you yeah. know you can get two dimes for eighteen. Like the dude in Chicago <laughs> with the fish oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, we were in Chicago. Uh, one of our trips for I think was, uh, we were at the Winter Classic. Yeah, when we and, went to uh, the we Winter Classic, we decided to walk downtown, right? Because it's Chicago, so mm-hmm. you, you 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 rent a hotel and then you walk. And we're like walking down the street and. Um, you know, like you Some have a random man. You have a beard, so people come up to you. They random do. people, and mm-hmm. this guy came up and he started talking to me. Well, we had met Jeremy Roenick earlier in the day, so yeah. I know you guys aren't like huge hockey people, but like for us, Jeremy Roenick is oh, like that's a, the goat, yeah. right? That's right. Oh, okay. So for me, Jeremy Roenick's a goat from that team. That's how I feel. He signed my hat, and that's what that guy asked. Like, who's that signature? Oh, it's Jeremy Roenick. Oh, blah blah blah. So we start talking about some hockey. So we're excited, hockey right? Because draws me in, right? Yeah. Sucks me in. Hook, line, sinker. I'm on. I'm on board. Let's talk mm-hmm. about hockey. And then he starts talking about health and heart. And, and I Dave's like, oh, I had a heart attack. Oh, like, heart oh attack. shit, this guy talking to me? Who is this guy? And he's like telling me about fish oil and how I needed to use fish oil and how he's got his own fish oil company. And here, let's just go in here. Come into Chipotle. Come into let Chipotle. Let me show you about my show me this and this. And I'm just like, holy shit, I got suckered in, bud. I'm like, wow. that guy just fucking... Nailed you. Savage. Uh, he's me. so good at that. Yeah. Like at I first, I thought we had a new friend. Yeah. For so like, I. for I would say like 10 blocks. I and thought I we like, had a new friend. Come back to he was like, come into Chipotle. 
He goes, come into Chipotle with me real quick. He's like, you, you don't got to eat with me. Just, this is a great conversation. Then we go in and he's like, this is my website. I've looked at Dave. I was like, this guy. Mm-hmm. Dude, God. Savage. Yep. Yeah. I never seen salesman, salesman like that ever in my that's life. That's the difference between Chicago and Peru. Yeah. When I was in Peru two years ago, we were in Miraflores. Me and a couple of friends of mine were just sitting there hanging out, checking out the local scenery, sitting there at some little fountain, and some guy, some random guy, walks up and sits down next to us. And he's like, hey, are you guys Americans? We're like, yeah. And he's like, are you guys enjoying yourself? Yeah. You enjoying the sights? Yeah. He goes, you want any weed, cocaine, hookers? I'm like, yeah. He said, do you want any? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, was like, he, he was like, I got weed, cocaine, <laughs> hookers. What do you want? And I'm like, uh, yeah. When I was in Jamaica, I was sitting <laughs> so on the what'd beach. what you get? I got, I got nothing. Oh. At least that's what he's going to admit to yeah. in front of him. What, oh. happen, what happens in Peru stays, stays in, in Peru. Peru. Yeah. Yeah. When but, I was down in Jamaica, I was sitting on the beach and this guy walks up to me and he goes, how are you? You can have one. Yeah, dude. And I go, I go, I'm sure, good. He goes, I'm good. he goes, do you want to talk to Bob? Cause like Bob Marley's, you know, Bob Marley's huge in the entire what world. Was this? But oh, like, this was definitely in huge Jamaica. in Jamaica. Yeah. He's like one of this, mm-hmm. like one of the seven legends of Jamaica or some shit. And he's like, do you want to talk to Bob? And he busts out this <laughs> pipe, this weed pipe. And it's got Bob Marley's face carved into it. And then he busts out this bag of weed. I was like, yes, but no, I got to go. Cause it's like, I'm, I was like 17. Right. I was, it was like my spring break and my senior year, I'm down there, you know, just trying to have a good time. And I'm like, probably a mistake right now. Like my mom and dad will never see me again is what I was (laughs) thinking. Exactly. He'll get me and then I'll smoke something. It'll be something insane. And then all of a sudden I'll wake up 10 years later. Yeah. I'll wake up 10 years later. I've been like a fucking Caribbean zombie. Like this is my baby. Yeah. I think think that's my biggest fear with drugs nowadays. I mean, back then years ago, Pot yeah, was you everywhere. What you I, nowadays, you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I, true. It's laced with something else. Yeah, but I right? think I think like we know. That with everything though, like food and all that I, shit. I, I mean, there's so much shit in it. How do you mm-hmm. know unless you're buying your own cow and splitting Bingo. it up? I, bingo. I'm yeah, with but, you, but, but I, I need to buy another one. Not every, look what I mean. We just went out to dinner tonight. I'm sure that you know what I mean. But I think the thing with weed though is I that mean, it's becoming legal in so many places that it's almost like so regulated. Right. And every it's like. This has got this much THC and this it's got this much THC, like pick your level, like right. it's all different things and it's a consistent batch. It's not like you're buying heroin from some dude and you're like, this is all Windex when you <laughs> inject it in your vein. Yeah. I, I saw that on, um, what was it movie? My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Wind, oh, Windex clears everything. Yeah. Windex? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's movie. Windex. But no, and I think that's one of the reasons I've never done drugs because I just don't know. So I, you've never smoked weed ever? N- never. 45, 45 years, never done it. Damn. I've never had a desire to do it. Let's end this podcast right now. We got to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> I just never, I, I don't know why. I've, de- I've never had that desire. Um, I mean, I like my alcohol. I like, I like to drink beer. I like to drink wine. Yeah. But the whole, the whole smoke. You're just surprised, I guess, growing up. Nobody, huh? Well, I mean, it, now my brother, I mean, I haven't talked to my brother in 10 years now, but he's the biggest pothead I've ever met. But it's yeah. evolved too as well. Like, yeah. You know, pot. There's like, strands, man. You can get, I mean, you can get shit for anything. Well, as I'm saying, I mean, now, nowadays. Like, like, if you want to go to bed and sleep, you don't need to take yeah, melatonin. Yeah, they, they have something for little, everything now. Yeah. I mean, well, I, it's not just that, too. Like, you just think about back in the day, like, everything was breaking up the weed, rolling it in a joint, dealing with that. Yeah, like, now you can vape. Now you can Yeah, now you can it, vape it. Now you can, now you can eat, eat it. You can eat, eat a gummy bear and feel good and talk to Jesus. Talk There's to a Jesus. lot of stuff. I, I think it's, 
you know, I mean, there's a lot of research on it now, and I think with it being illegal for so many years, we're trying to catch up on all those years of not doing any studies and really knowing about all these drugs and these plants and these, you know, natural resources and cures for things like CBD oil. Who the fuck knew about CBD oil five years ago? And now grandmas are getting arrested at airports in Florida for having having it for their arthritis. And it's like, I'd rather my grandma take something natural, right, than to go to the doctor and be prescribed Oxycontin for your fucking nose. Like, no, I agree. I agree. Well, it's not I agree. even that. It's, it's a lotion. You know, yeah. it's like she rubs it on her joints because yeah, they of her have, arthritis. They have, and, I mean, you can get, um, you know, yeah, you can get CBD instead of Bengay or whatever. It's CBD like a balm. balm. You rub it on huh. your muscles and it, it goes into your pores and there's a lot. It helps man. to clear up the pain. Yeah, they were talking. And CBD of, has no t- um, THC in it. Right. right. So, it's, right. so you don't so, feel high. So there's no psychoactive right. part to it. It's just, it's, it's good. We actually put date on CBD oil for a while when we were trying to uh, ADHD. Find, find different uh, alternatives for his ADHD because, instead um, of using Concerta. Well, um, he was on Concerta and that's where he had the best results with, but um, he had tried another medicine and it gave him a horrendous tick. Yeah, he had like this. It does, yeah. yeah I've heard a lot about that. He had a crazy like mouth tick yeah, he um, where he would do this. He would, and his mouth would just do that the whole time and i was like the Man, whole time i and just it was never crazy. felt good about that you know you see your mm-hmm. kid do that and as a parent you're just like Man, so we, like there's no way we moved him to a different medicine yeah. and it gave him a tick where he became like um hyper focused on thread threads in his clothes and he would pull the threads out of his clothes yeah. so he would come home and he would have like not only pull sometimes he would get his scissors and cut yeah and he would cut like the emblem of the jordan emblem out of his shorts and he would have like irritating. a hole in his short no i don't know if it was irritating it was just or if some, it was just it, something for his brain to yeah. actively do that and oh, his wow. doctor just said it like it was a tick so then yeah. we tried concerta and that was the one he had best results with but then uh, we switched him to the cbd oil um he's actually not on any medicine now because uh, he's kind of not grown not grown out of it like he could probably still use he's it he's old he, enough to know he doesn't you know, like, like the way you feel. You get feels. to the point mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. know how you feel and you know how to combat your downfall. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so and then speak, in the right? scheme of life, he's thinking like, I like me when I'm not on this medicine. Right. And when I'm on this medicine, I'm a different person and I don't like who I am when Plus, I'm on it. Plus, not to mention when you're on that medicine, you're different in the minds you of are other different. people. And they like to point that out when you're in school. Oh. They like to point out how different you are and, hey, uh, he's fucking weird. That's that's why well, the no, hardest thing. No, he's not thing, weird. He's on well, medicine. There's, there's that's a, why the hardest thing was was because he has to be in school, right, to be on the medicine and see if it's effective. So it's like when he's in school and he has these ticks and he's you know not doing crazy shit, but he's pulling the threads out of his clothes. You know, right. kids are like that kid's fucking weird. And you're just right. trying to. And then he has to deal yeah. with those kids the rest of the time he's in school because now he's just the weird kid. So no matter how normal he is after that, right. you know they, they just go back to they the, just go back to that. Yeah. Oh, different between drunk, so drunk me and sober me. Right. Yeah, totally different. But you know, Both a good time, though. Once you get out of school, all that shit changes, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's ki- what I love about I mean, it. You hear about, you, hear, you hear about bullying all the time. Yeah. I mean, kids are horrible. Oh, they're fucking horrendous. Kids are it's horrible. even worse now with social media. Oh, like, that shit just, they can't get away from it. All the time. You know, thankfully, like my kids, they don't have uh, Facebook. So I see a lot of that on Facebook more so than anything else. But I do see it on Instagram. And a lot of times, like, I follow a lot of the kids I coach and a lot of their friends because I want to see what the fuck you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I'll see comments and I'll call them out on it. 
Well, you know, so like, one time I was on Instagram and I follow a couple kids and like he went live and then I seen some other, like I don't follow all the kids, but uh, one kid that's friends with my son, um, he follows me. So I followed him and then he went live and they were posting comments on his video and like some of the comments I seen, I could not believe. So I screenshotted it and sent it to him because yeah, I was like, like the N word and yeah. I was like, and the kid is a white kid. Yeah. That's posting. They're just dropping end bombs for no reason. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, did you see this shit? Like, yeah. I couldn't believe it because I think you're kind of uh, naive to the way, like, he was in middle school at the time, eighth grade. Yeah. I was like, you're kind of naive to, like, what you, like, when you really think back, you're like, hmm, I was probably dropping an F-bomb in seventh grade too, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Right. right. But right. you like kind of just you think of them as it. little. You don't yeah. see it because we didn't have this when we were in school. So oh, oh, exactly. the not just to that your kid is on live your kid's not at home it. saying that. Yeah. Right. So then you, and, and his friends come over and his friends aren't saying that. Right. So right. like then when you see it on a Facebook live, you're like, what the fuck are these kids saying? Right. You know, mm -hmm. it's like crazy. And then you're like, Oh wait, like my kid is saying shit too, because like, Mm -hmm. I'll hear I'm playing Xbox and he'll be like, what the fuck? Are you shitting me right now? And I'll open the door like, bud, you're a kid. Like you need to calm down. He's like, no, I'm not bitch. Get out of here. No, he doesn't say <laughs> that. Whoa, no, he's like, your mom he's like, like he's like, I'm basically an adult. I was like, do you drive? Do you have a car? Yeah. You pay your no, own you bills? Involved. No, you're not yeah. an adult, That's bud. That's the big thing, right? <laughs> yeah. They tell us like, you're not taking this away. You're not, I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, you're in my house. I'll take it like, all away. Yeah, it'll all go away. All the things. Yeah, they like to do that a lot. You'll have a mattress on You've the floor, bro. You were there at one point. You give him a mattress? Yeah. It's a towel on the floor. Yeah. Live with Did your, your aunt. How old were your kids? When? How old are your kids? My kids are tw they're 25 and 26. So they were close at one point in age. They're 15 they months, were, 15 days Yeah, apart. so they're like ours. Was there a lot of fights at home back in the day? I had girls. Oh. They were flaws. Did they claw? No, no, no. My, my, dude, my girls were good. Were they? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, in all, in all honesty, I think if I could go back, you know, we're talking 25 years. Yeah. I'm tickled to death I had two girls. Right. I think if I were to have another one, which it's not going to happen. Please, Lord, don't let that happen. I'm yeah. not going to have another kid. Uh -huh. But if I were to have another one, I'd want another girl. Yeah. Boys are boys are pain in the ass. Yeah, tell me about it. I mean, I look at my nieces and nephews, and I love them to death. Right. And then boys are crazier than shit. And the girls are, yeah. I mean, the girls can be crazy, but well, you got to think about like the, everything you see with boys, they just do the dumbest fucking shit. Dude, I, <laughs> did, I did some dumb so, shit in my days. Oh, so did I, man. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. I'm 45 dumb, years old. I, I, don't still, know how, I'm, I don't know how I'm still here today. I still do dumb shit. I, I still do honest. dumb shit. Yeah. I, I feel like though, like when the boys were younger, they were way harder than any person I knew that had girls when the boys right. were young. But now as they get older, like they still have a little bit of drama, but like I hear the things that people we know talk about their daughters and I'm like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, thank you God for these boys. But what's funny is like you see people and you think that they've got everything together and then then you talk to them and you find out like, oh no, they're the same place we are. Oh, exactly. With kids I mean, and I'm, their kids I mean, are the same way and they're still doing Or their kids are worse and you're like, yeah. Thank God. Oh, I feel better. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm 45 years old. My kids are 25 and will be 26. No. Yeah. 26 and be, be 25 this year. And they're girls. And I mean, I mean, there's times I look back and go, you know, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. But in the long run, I know, I mean, I know I did a D 
damn good job with my kids. My kids are doing great. Right. My, one's yeah. married, right? My youngest one's No babies. Ma- no babies. The youngest one's married. Uh, she just moved back here to Cincinnati. The oldest one lives out in California. I mean, and she's, you know, living, you know, living she's, her best life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, she's, uh, trying, she's, yeah. she's trying. I mean, she's working two jobs. It's right. hard. But she's, yeah, you know, yeah. California's expensive and she's right. down yeah, in, in the LA area. So it's not right. cheap, yeah. you know, but she's working two jobs, having a good time, mm-hmm. you know, and I told her, I said, live life, do it, enjoy it. Right. You know, because once you get married and have kids, I tell that to everybody, everybody, you know? even like kids like that I coach, you know, mm-hmm. or like my nephew Logan, like he gets out of high school. It's like, dude, go experience shit. Like go see things, go travel. travel, go around, do whatever you can within your means. That's not going to cost anybody anything or, you know, put them through any stress and like figure it out, find what you love and find that passion and run with it. You know, because mm-hmm. when you get our age and you have kids, we had kids young. Well, how, how we're looking forward to this now. Now I mean, we're like, Oh, we're getting right there. Like we can taste the freedom coming up where we can go mm-hmm. to St. Louis to wherever. And you know, whatever we want to do. Like, now, how, how, how old were you when you had your first kid? 21. 21, yeah. Okay, so I had my first one at 19, second one at 20. So you know it. Oh, yeah. So I mean, but you I mean, had them younger than us. Right. And now you've, you're. So I mean, I was, I was, I mean, <clears throat> we lived in the suburb area, kind of where you guys live now. Right. And all it took was, I mean, I, I, this is a joke, running joke, but we lived in the suburb area and I moved and I told my kids, I'll stay here until you graduate high school. So you right. can finish school where you're at. Right. And as soon as that was made, done, and able to happen, we moved to the country. Right. We lived there. I remember six, when you're selling your house out oh in yeah, Colerain. Yeah. It took us six months, and my kids were like, "Fuck this!" They couldn't stay in the country, so they one of them moved out, and the other one moved to uh, California. You know, they, they so That's to, what you were saying. We need to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, but I mean, when, when he's I, like, just just a side note for a, a few years from now. Yeah, I mean, when, 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 when we when we lived in yeah. the, when, when we lived in the suburb area, we, I mean, the kid the kids were within walking distance to, to everything and their friends, school and everything. programs, and that, oh, restaurants, yeah. everything. Their friends. Yeah. Where where I'm at now, I'm in the country, dude. I'm a 30, 40 minute drive from anything, yeah. which is great. Yeah. I love it. I got an hour commute to work, but I love it. Right. My kids didn't want that. But now, I mean, like I said, my kids are 25, 26 years old, and now it's... Now, about marijuana and that hour commute to work. So how's, mar- <laughs> how's marijuana and the hour commute to work go together? Make it faster. <laughs> you think it would slow it down. Yeah, some, uh, yeah but some uh, actually, Martin? we were just talking about it yesterday, because um, Dave was like... Uh, I can't remember what we were talking about, but he was saying how he felt like when, you know, earlier in my life, like I really didn't do very much stuff for myself. He said, but now he said, I feel like more these days you're doing things that are happy for you. And I said, well, because I think I wanted to devote the majority of my life at that time to growing my children. I'm like, but now that they're getting older, it's like, I'm a person too. And I want to do things that I enjoy, which is what well, you're doing, right? Exa- like you're going exactly on these trips. That's, on that, that's what we're doing now. It was on that podcast where they were talking about doing like a, a test. Was it a personality test or something? Oh, and yeah. And like she was, she was uh, 98% other focused and her husband was 98% self-focused. Self-focused. No way. And that's kind of how <laughs> we kind of feel like we're like that. But it's like everybody looks for Jade for help. Right. Everybody. Family. Even my family. My mom. Yeah, my computer, whatever, and then she'll go over and fix her computer and stuff. So everybody, and now it's like she's starting to like do her thing, you know. Like uh, you were talking about, one of her bosses was going to Toronto, and she's like, didn't want to go to Toronto. And Jade's like, for two days, I'll go, I'll go. <laughs> and it's like it's true. Like 
You need that time. Well, you, you figure, know, I mean, I mean, time. I was pretty much a single father for 12, 13 years. Right. And raising my kids. And then when Ellen came in the picture, you know, we and we, we started doing everything as a family and this and that. And my, my I, I've always been focused on my snakes. I love the snakes. But I was a small scale. I mean, right. I, I kept what I, I kept the bare minimum, right. doing what I want to do. And then once we moved to the country and my kids were gone. You're like, fuck, we're going to breed rats. Dude, I mean, it, it went no holds barred. You went everywhere. And she's like, fine, you want to breed rats? I'm buying fucking Dude. horses. <laughs> Two of them, too. I mean, we got horses, we so got chickens, So how was snakes. that for you to come into a family that already... You know, like with John, with the two girls. I got to be honest. I didn't it know was that. hard. That's news to me. I didn't know. I thought. I went know. from being 30 and owning my own house, four wheelers, partying right. my ass off to all of a sudden I was a role model. Right. Like I was talking to the girls like they were my friends. Mm -hmm. And right. John's, because like, for instance, we were driving one day and I was asking the girls like what they wanted to do. And one of their friends was like, oh, I want to be a veterinarian. I'm like. Oh, no, 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 you don't. And I'm like, that's eight years of school. That's, you know, you don't make a shit ton of money, but you're like a doctor. And John goes, you, you can't shoot their dreams down. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Like, I thought they were my friend. Like, right. you know, I was just chit-chatting with them. But I'm like, I got to totally well, I rethink that, my. <laughs> I did that with Eric that one day with hockey and stuff. And you like kind of were the other way. Well, like, yeah, because Eric, know? because um, like there's. Uh, there's this kid on our hockey team. He's like our he, best player. Yeah, but basically. he's he's like Dade's best friend, mm -hmm. like for hockey, you know, and uh, he was talking about how. Um, like I would say, you know, like he's not the he's not the highest scorer on the team, and mm -hmm. but he's definitely the best defenseman, and he's the best leader. And I would say, like yeah. role model wise, he's oh, the yeah. best one. So if I was to pick a captain of the team, even though he's not the captain, I, that's who I would pick right. would be him. Gotcha. And he was saying how um, how he knows he'll never play professional hockey because pro players don't come from Cincinnati. <laughs> and I was like. Don't ever say that in yeah. your life. Like if anybody could play pro hockey, it Maybe would be you. you. Right. Because right. other kids have problems, right? Like when, as a recruit, like as a recruiter or whatever, you get a kid and he gets in a lot of, like a lot of trouble. Like just when you're recruiting for college. Cause like when I was in uh, college, I used to like help with like football players, like help tutor and, and like just do odd work for them. But it would be like, I would meet those guys and they would like have a third grade reading level. And they would be just struggling just to read. And it would wow. be like doing base things like uh, um, base functions, like six times six, you know, like just mm -hmm, uh, like, mm -hmm. I can't remember what they're yeah. like, just like primary, like the things you should learn when you're in third grade. Basic right. Math. Right. Yeah. Right, basic right. math, like multiplication, like pairs, it. like they were struggling with that. And that's what I was working on. And it was like, you know, $7 an hour or some shit, but it was yeah. still, it was like helping with school. So it's like with him, I was like. You know, he doesn't get in trouble. He's a good kid. You know, he's not the best student, but he could be worse, you know. So it's like, he's like a normal everyday guy, you mm -hmm. know, but a good role model for other kids. And I was like, don't ever say that. Right. You know, like just knowing where I came from to where I am now is a huge difference. Something that I thought as a kid, I would never achieve to where I'm at today. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, for him, I was like, don't ever say that. If anybody could play pro hockey, it would be you. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, I met another girl when I was doing, um, I was uh, making breakfast on Sundays at um, the Salvation Army downtown. And on Sundays, it, all the homeless people would come to service and then they would come to breakfast. Well, there was this little girl there. She was there by herself. She was probably like eight years old. Mm -hmm. And she was there to eat and they like gave her a blanket and stuff. And I was talking to her and she was like, uh, people tell me that I'm never going to be anything because I live down here. Because she lived on like 13 and Vine, right? Because yeah. she lived over in that bad area and over the Rhine. And I was like, I go, don't let people tell you that. 
Like I grew up on food stamps. My mom and dad had food stamps. I got WIC. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and if you want to not live like this, you can not live like this. You just have to do it, you know? And that was like always a main focus for me is when I grow up, I don't want my kids to live like this. I don't want my kids to go through the things that I did, you know? And like, I actually never thought I was going to have kids. Like I never wanted to have kids, but I knew that I wasn't going to yeah, his pullout game is weak. Fuck yeah. Whose is it? <laughs> so I was just saying, like, like for, for her, I told her, I was like, don't ever say that. I was like, I came from the same place as you. And, like, I had an Ultima at that time, and it, like, had gotten hit when I was at Kenwood Mall. Someone hit it, um, and... Uh, it just it, wasn't a great looking. Yeah, you know, well, it was, it, it, it looked fine. It had some scrapes on it, but, like, it would go through, like, if it was really cold, it wouldn't start. Right. You know, like, it had this problem. And she was like can you give me a ride home? Like she just met me, you know, that morning. And I said to her, I was like, I will give you a ride home. Don't ever do this again. <laughs> right. You know, because With it was stipulation. like, <laughs> yeah, because it was like, you don't know who's coming down here. You don't know what their intentions are. Like I'm a, at the time I was a mom, you know, I worked at P and G. So it was like, I'm like, don't ever do this again. I'll give you a ride. Don't ever do this again. So I like, she, when we're walking to my car, she's like, Oh my God, that's your car. Like it was a Ferrari. Oh. I'm like, Oh my God. You know, and it, I forgot like where I had came, like, yes. I forgot where I had came from. And like, she helped me to remember, like, I've come a long way, mm-hmm. even though I'm like this piece of shit car, you know, it's like, <laughs> right. but then to when us, I was, yeah. but yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. a teenager, the car that I drove, um, was a Nissan Pulsar. It didn't have reverse. And it didn't have drive. Yeah, her brother was oh like neutral gosh. dropping it. Right? Yeah. Neutral slam. So I had neutral to like, slam. I had to drive it in second. Oh my you couldn't God. drive it and drive and you couldn't drive it. In, so you you weren't on the highway ever. No, never. <laughs> so it was like, those are on the, in your transmission, those are the same gear, drive and reverse. So the teeth broke off. So you could only drive it in second. You couldn't drive it and drive and you couldn't put it in reverse. Cause it, so I always had to park on a hill or I had to pull through in a parking lot. Or was this I had an a, automatic or a stick? It was shift? automatic. Oh so you know how you have like drive two yes. and one? <laughs> I had to drive it in two. So the max I could go was like 35 miles an hour. Oh my God. Yeah. So like, unless I you, unless you hit a downward hill. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You, but you're driving it in two. So it's like not good for your motor. You, you can drive do neutral. Let it go. Well, I could have, but you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, you know, well, plus I lived in Detroit. It's pretty flat. <laughs> there's not That's a lot true. not it's a lot of hills flat. No. not a lot of hills flat. i don't think there's any hills well like when that. in my parking lot at the record store had like an area that was up so if you pulled in the parking spot but you they're were not hills hill. like here yeah no, 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 no it was up close, so it was enough no. that i could roll i would oh. i would put it in neutral roll and that. roll it backwards and then i would move it to two and then i would drive it forward so but then like when she said that it reminded me of like that car where you know and i was like even though I'm saying this car was a piece of shit, like that car was, was a, a real piece, piece of shit, shit. <laughs> you know? And then like the, the, uh, the trunk, the trunk was on the pivots and the pivots didn't stay. So you had to like hold it up. Oh yeah. yeah. The hydraulics so, or whatever. The yeah. Pliers, the hydraulics. The, yeah. Um, yeah. You got to put pliers on it or pliers. something. Yeah. Oh yeah so it was like that. It, like it would pliers. slam down. If you like just put it up, like people would know and they would just shove it up and there's like, bam on their head. You know? And I was like, that was a legit piece of shit, you know? So yeah. it was like, look at where I'm at. And then like this girl's reminding me of where I've come right. from. And like, that's the thing that I was telling her. And like, there's even times I bring her up now. Yeah, I'm still, like, do you remember that well, you girl? you still think about her a lot. Yeah, like she like really that Impacted four you. hours yeah. of thing because, yeah. and that was the time that it like made me, well, like that's like why I was very trip, adamant when you know? Eric said that. It's I like was with like, this right, trip, don't how you do feel, that. like it took you to a place you weren't expecting. 
No, right? I, I, yeah, like the whole the whole learning the whole was um, more spiritual yes. than you thought hiking. Whereas hers was like, I'm just going down to feed homeless people, and then you meet somebody like that, and it changes mm-hmm. your life. Those mm-hmm. are things that I mean, I, I like I said, I learned so much on yeah. this trip to Ecuador, learning you know, the, yeah. the natives and what they're going through, what they've done, and it's just. Does it make you want to go back again, or you oh, want to go somewhere yeah. else? Well, um, I'm actually now that you mentioned that, I'm actually going to Colombia in uh, was it August, August, August. The end of August, first of September. So I'll be nice. down there for ten days. Nice. And I'm trying. They're they're trying to work a trip to Komodo, uh-huh. Komodo Island by the end of the year. Apparently, That's the Komodo dragons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, apparently, Komodo Islands now they're trying to change the. The cost that it come that it takes to come onto the island, mm-hmm. apparently, like uh, Galapagos and oh lord, somewhere else have raised their prices to get onto the islands because you can't really go on to Galapagos Islands. It's only from what I understand, there's only one island you can go on. You can scuba, but you can't go onto the islands. But all those prices have gone up, so now Komodo is raising their prices, and this is the one year that you know the, the prices are going to remain the same. So they're trying to get a whole excursion going for there by the end of the year. So I'm trying to work that now, right. trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, I don't have the vacation at work, but I'm willing to make trying to bend whatever rule I can to make it to where I can go. Yeah. So yeah, but I am going to Columbia in September. That's dope, dude. Dude, I love it. I love it. Yeah. You, you got should to, talk man. to you, you should talk it. to Lena. You know Lena we work with? Mm-mm. In dry laundry, she's from Colombia. Okay, she could probably give you some pointers about the country. Yeah, I mean where we're going. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I've got I've, I've got the pictures of the resort. Um, you know, so I know where we're going to go, what we're going to do. What, I got an idea of what we're going to see. Um, apparently, during this trip to Colombia, we're supposed to be going uh, whale watching, where nice. we'll be able to uh, actually scuba, not scuba, but snorkel, and swim with migrating whales. So you'll see this whole herd of uh, mm. humpbacks in this one beluga. That's mm. that's Blue. me. That's me. The fat, fat white. Guy. I get it. I wasn't. He, he gave me the same joke at work, so I was seeing if he's going to recycle it. I'm thinking about swimming with whales. Dude, How fucking well, crazy dude, that's I mean, going to be. Well, that's, that's, that's another reason I want to get my my scuba license. You know, my, yeah. my scuba certification. So if I can scuba with them, I mean, help cool shit would that be yeah did you I ever mean, see the video on youtube it went viral i think last year it was um a bunch of scientists where they had like a un- unmanned uh submarine way fucking deep in the sea like way deep and then all of a sudden this fucking humpback whale just shows up mm-mm. and they're speechless dude it's the coolest fucking video ever because they're like researching way deep where you can't go as a diver so it's that that deep in the ocean. Like the pressure's too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, they have all these cameras on this thing. They're, they're all over. And I, I guess they're down to, they're like somewhere messing with stuff, or maybe they're swimming down. And all of a sudden, you just see like this eyeball come in. Oh my God. And he like just swims by him. And they're just, they're all talking because they're watching the same video because they're doing the research together. And it's just, it's quiet. They're like, oh my God. And he's playing, and he's swimming around, and they're just—it's in—it's cool. I have I mean, to bring it up after yeah, this. But I mean, it's, I mean, it's when, awesome. When we go to Columbia, I mean, I could be wrong, but I believe it's humpback whales that are migrating at that time that we're going to be swimming with. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's also the start of uh, sea turtle egg laying in Colombia. So maybe I'll come across and see sea turtle laying eggs as well. Right. Now, if if the whole trip to Komodo happens. You know the Komodo dragons. You know we'll be on, we'll, we'll actually be uh, spend the night every night on a boat, but you go on the island during the day and check out different things, different right. islands in there. But apparently during that trip, we get to actually scuba and snorkel with manta rays, which I mean you've ever seen those things? They're like yeah. giant giant ass stingrays. And they're, they, see, they we, seen one. we did when uh, we were in um, Gulf 
Golf, Golf shores. shores. Yeah, we were on the pier. Like, you know, you get we, your pier We do fishing. a fishing, like a fishing day when we go to Golf Shores. Yeah, like we go to Golf Shores. We try and go every year. We haven't been this year, and it's kind of, but we go to the same spot. And then, you know, you plan out your week. And, you know, you got two boys. You got to keep them busy. And, and um, so, like, it's usually at the end of the week, like on a Friday. Like Thursday. Thursday night we normally Thursday go. night yeah. we'll go, and you go to the pier, and we'll go, we'll rent fishing poles, and you'll fish. I hate fishing. Like, I'm not real big. I just don't like taking the fish off because I always get fucking stung by them. I'm not, you know, and I hate it. But They make gloves for that. They still get through the gloves. He, um, still. The first year we did it, um, they're, um, were they catfish? They're called salt cat. Yeah, uh-huh. salt cat. Saltwater catfish. So uh, he was taking one off and it like got stung him and his hand blew up real big oh, yeah. and it was all fucked oh, up got for me like. Good. And it was like a, a couple of days. And he but was it pissed. Really, yeah, I was not was happy. Pissed. So, so after that, I inherited that job. But um, yeah, <laughs> so we're out on there and like I, I'm not big into fishing. My boys are. So I like to walk around and see what people are picking out and catching and whatnot. And. And then I had went to the bathroom, and they came back and said that there was a big eight-foot manta ray that just Jeez. swam underneath. I took underneath. a picture of it. I could show you after. It swam underneath the, uh, the the pier. It was gigantic. Yeah. But you could, like, see, like, we would look out, you know. You could and you're see the above. sharks. You could see the sharks, and you would see people swimming right well, we, where they're dude, at. Dude, it was insane. Like, like, literally 10 feet away, there's this big-ass shark and, swimming And the right person the has feet. no idea. No idea. But there's no signs idea. everywhere on the beach that say no swimming, and they're oh, still out well, there. Well, so there's the pier, and then they got flags, like, 25 feet on each side of the pier. People are throwing bait. I mean, you're feeding. So we're they're going to be we're up fishing around. Off the pier and chumming. It's essentially. Basically, we're chumming the water, yeah. And it's, uh, well, plus it's it's like, as soon as you get one on your thing, it's like free food for them because you're oh, just yeah. dragging this fish mm-hmm. through the water for them. And, like, They'll come up, like sharks will come up and grab them off well, the line. You'll see them. They, they look at it as an injured fish. Yeah. Right. Well, I know we were, I don't know if we were in um, Hilton, Head. Hilton Head or Myrtle Beach or wherever we were. But we were out on one pier, and there was a huge stuffed uh, or mounted tiger shark. Huge. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the guy working the desk on the pier, and I was like, dude, that thing's freaking huge. He goes, yeah, blah, blah. It was caught like four or five, six years ago. I'm like, where'd they catch that at? He goes, oh, right off this pier. I went, fuck that. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm, look, I'm looking at people in the water swimming. And I mean, the few times, I mean, I, I go to the ocean, I swim in the ocean, but I swim like five feet, six feet out. And that's right. enough for me. Yeah. You know, I've seen, I've seen, I've been out there. You know I'm, your distance. Oh, you dude. get out to a yeah. spot. You're I like, mean, all right, this I is mean, a little I've, sketchy. I've, I've, caught, I've, I've caught baby shark out there. Uh-huh. I've, I've moved uh, jellyfish out of the way, you know, right. but then you, you walk out on that pier and you see stuff and I'm just like, there's no Way. Yeah, they yeah. have like uh, flags on each side of the pier, like I would say like 25 yards on each side of the pier. And people will be right where those flags are. And we would watch the sharks swimming right by them and they would be totally clueless. But yeah. because we're above, we can you see can the shark. See them, They're yeah. like splashing each other and throwing stuff, like throwing balls back and forth and a shark swimming right by them. I'm like, well, how many times shit. did that happen to us? Like we're nowhere near the pier. We stay in Fort Morgan, which is about 10 miles outside of um, Gulf Shores. And we drive down into city we normally go like the i think the pier is actually in orange beach yeah it's in that orange we go beach. to yeah. so we drive down to orange beach for that but i'm like how many times does that happen to me i have no idea about because where we're at is the um like if we're down in orange beach you can't see the oil rigs but where we're at at fort morgan you can see the oil rigs out there right. they look like at, at walkers yeah, out just, in the ocean. Yeah, you see them all lit up at night. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I was talking to the one, my uh, my dive instructor. The guy's teaching me how to dive and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I brought up to him and the other instructor that, you know, I'm into snakes and this and that. And the, the girl, you know, I don't want to mention names, but she was just like, oh, my God, I would never trust a snake. And I'm going, 
you know, if I get bit by a snake, I know where I'm going, what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, you're swimming with I sharks. Get, and she's like, oh, I trust sharks, you know, blah, blah, you know, this thing. you just got to know what you're doing. I go, that's because you understand the animal. Right. You know, you know the animal, you know what they're doing, you know what to expect. That's how you are with snakes, But I mean, yeah. I know if I get bit by a snake, I'm going to run to the hospital, do whatever. Well, if it's a venomous snake, obviously. But with a shark, I'm like, if that thing bites my bites my arm off, I'm already, I'm already missing enough digits as it is. Yeah. But I mean, if this yeah. thing mm-hmm. bites my arm off, bites my leg off, I'm fucked. Yeah. Right. You know? Well, but, I mean, somebody just... I mean, it just died, like, uh, up by New York, I think, Massachusetts or something, from a great white shark. Well, I mean, but it's yeah, one of those things, too. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, granted, we know more about those animals now than we've ever known before. Right. Well, we're you tracking know? them. And right. Right. We're tracking we got them. we shows and, on TV and, and, that people you know, watch. Where right. right. I mean, right. people are actually swimming with them now, and there's no, there's no fear there because they understand the yeah. animal. But still, I mean, I, it's... Like anything else, you just got to understand the animal. You, you have that one person who knows the animal, knows how to read it, and accidents can still happen. Mm-hmm. And then you got that one person who goes, oh, I know what I'm doing. And right. they get bit and it screws it up for everybody. I still right. worry about it. When we when we go down to Gulf Shores, I have a shark tracker where yeah. every shark that they've, tra- that they've tagged, yeah. you can bring up on the site and it'll show you where every shark is as of their last ping, which is normally like mm-hmm. within a, just a couple days. You know, and it'll be, I'm like, Dave, this thing is out in the ocean right where we're at. I'm like, it just pinged yesterday. That's that Oceanics. Wow. Um, I think so. Yeah, I got that on, on the computer. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be like, I'm like, Dave, I'm like, this tiger shark just pinged right, cool. right where Let's we're at yesterday. Well, what, last time we were in Gulf Shores, um, there was like, hur- there was a hurricane. Yeah, we had the hurricane. Yeah, in. well, it, that's the I second second one. to last time we went, there was a hurricane. And um, it was at the end of June. Um, so we spent like the majority of our money trying to keep the boys busy, you know, with like going movie to the theater. movies and shopping. The entire, and it, whole yeah. week it we so, went, we went, uh, we got there like Saturday, uh, Sunday, we did a boat tour, like one of those airboat tours where they take you out and the boys loved it, you know, cause you're just swimming around oh, and yeah. he'll stop when there's big alligators and you can see him just swimming around. Yeah. And then he's like, Hey, just a heads up. There's a hurricane coming in. So and we had zero you know, idea. You, uh. This is probably it. Right. And then the, <laughs> and, and the next day, did. the next day, the hurricane came in on that Monday. And, and it was like Thursday was the first day. But a kid ended up, um, so, people uh, ended up dying yeah. right where we were. Because where we stay, all the baseball tournaments happen in Gulf Shores. Uh-huh. So a lot of the kids stay. So like, um, they were just out walking on the beach, but the waves were so big that um, it, it, it brought in a log. It brought in a giant log and, and slammed onto like a 10-year-old kid yeah. and killed him. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. He was on a and baseball then team. there was two kids who waited out in the water, even though the flags were red, and they were drowning because of the undertow. So the their toe. grandpa or or a just yeah, old man ran out. out there to save and, them, and, he, and got, he saved them, but he died. Yeah, mm. he died. Saving the them toe. during the hurricane. Um, so it was definitely crazy. Yeah. But the Friday, so we on Thursday we went to the to the pools Mm -hmm. and then that friday was the first day we could go and the water was flat no waves it was murky murky. it was just you could tell and the flag that was up was actually a purple flag which means active Active marine life and when we it was we went to the beach it was me jade and the boys that was it nobody was out there and we went into water like it's the last day we have to go to the beach and we went into water and you could feel shit and we were like nope we're done we just left. Wow. <laughs> like we were getting like stung. So for sure there was jellyfish, little jellyfish in there. Yeah. But it was like, we got out of the water. And when we were in the water, I was like, we're going to die. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. You and could Dave tell. Was like, you could just feel shit moving all dude, like on your but leg. The, and it was like, it was so weird shit. just how flat the ocean yeah. was. It was like eerie. You know, normally there's at least some <laughs> little waves. That's when the sharks waves, are like, oh, they like, brought in some different fish we ain't seen in a It was like, like storm. We're going to eat these it guys. It was yeah. flat like a lake. Yeah. Weird. Like just legit flat. Yeah. And we're like, all right, let's get out. So we, we were probably in the water We've for like 10, 15 minutes. No, we just went to the. Yeah. We met some fun people at the pool that were like our best friends all week. Yeah, it was it was um it was not fun, you know. It was like one of those weeks where you know anytime you book a vacation, you pay for everything. You don't you don't know. In advance, you don't know right? what's going to happen, and you can't get your money back. And when it showed up, it's like oh. Plus, well, hurricane seasons like June yeah. to October, so right. It was scary it's a though. Long season. It was yeah. legit scary. I mean, there was times where I was out on because we we were up on like the third floor yeah. of this big. It almost looked like a motel. You know, it's like multiple buildings. And you could just see the trees just bent over. There was That's a the tree wind. right by my car that we could see from the balcony, and I thought that tree was going to just go on Snap. my car. And then I mean, our parking lot started to flood, flood. Yeah. so we were worried about our car flooding out and being 12 hours away. And yeah. It was, yeah, crazy, it was crazy, dude. It was nuts. It was it was scary too. Like legit at night, you could hear the wind on the window, and it was it was scary. I was like, oh, this is. You know, we're city people. We're not used to this shit. <laughs> we're city people. I can't remember what year it was. We were in, uh, I was in down Daytona for the, for the Reptile Expo. And I want to say it was Hurricane Andrew that came through. I can't remember. Ooh. But we were down there at the hotel. The, um, oh, hell, I can't even the holiday. Uh, Hampton, Holiday. Made a Holiday Inn, whatever, a big hotel whatever down one. there. Yep. And literally, the hotel you're at, you know, behind you is the ocean. In front of you is the ocean front center where the, where the reptile show is. And it was right when the hurricane coming through. And so we're sitting there in the front of the hotel, drinking beer, just watching shit like pool, uh, picnic tables and fl- uh uh, umbrellas and chairs, and then right. just go right down the A1A. We're just like, hey, check that shit out. We're just drinking yeah. beer. Going, ah, watch it go by. You know, That's crazy. Hey, we're going to the reptile show tomorrow. You know, this thing gonna stop me. But it, yeah. it was it was crazy. Yeah, I can't remember what year that was, but it was crazy. Andrew was was it the nineties? Yeah, it was in the nineties. I think I remember Andrew. That was a big one. It was bad. Yeah, that was a bad one. This one that hit us wasn't. I don't even think it was considered a uh, hurricane. I think it was like tropical storm. Yeah. Still, so it wasn't. Still ain't pretty to be down there when it goes. No, on. it's right. not. It's not something you're used to because the winds are a lot heavier than you know, but not as much as like a hurricane. Where you know, but still, you, right. you don't know. You know, we were in um, Hilton Head a couple of years ago, and there was water spouts. Oh yeah. Um, out in the ocean, we were walking. Um, you know, because where we stayed in Hilton Head, we we would go with my family and rent a house so that we were all together, and it was like four, three or four bedrooms and stuff. And you'd get up and you know it was a fun time, but it wasn't on the beach, so you had to walk to the beach and you had to like cross a bridge and shit. And then we would go through Walt Disney's um, hotel resort. is where we would go. Yeah. yeah, the resort. We would go to swim. We would just walk out through there and go to the beach. And as we were walking out, you could see like. Three water spouts. Three water spouts in the water. And it was like, all right, I've never seen that before. That's cool. (laughs) And then the the lifeguard was like, "Uh, you guys can't go in the water until the water spouts dissipate. And I'm like, okay, that's scary as shit. Like, if they come on, like, those are tornadoes in the water. And then some little kid was like, aren't those tornadoes? I'm like, yes. Yes, they are. Like, you feel my fear. (laughs) Like, we are on the same wavelength, friend. Like, you know, because being here. We're all right. Yeah, but like coming here, like being here, if yeah. it's, if there's a tornado, 
everybody freaks the fuck out, right? Because it's like, it's a tornado and we know the damage of a tornado, but like down there, like, oh, it's a water spout. No, it's a water tornado. <laughs> like it is a water tornado. Like those well, things like even destroy here, lives. Like, with the shit that happened in Dayton, like that's pretty close to home. Oh now. yeah, right. very close to home. You right. know, and it's funny because every year the boys, anytime the weather gets real bad and the sirens go off, my boys, should we get downstairs? Are we And I'm like, bud, look, like we're on hills. We're not going to have tornadoes here. But I, now like. I probably bred that into them. To be to be fair, yeah, yeah, because she never knew how our sirens worked. So, like, anytime they go off, whether it's just a warning to let you know, like, hey, bad storm, which is usually what it is. It's not no, like, not hey. anymore. They changed it. So right. if it does go off, it's legit a tornado. Yeah. But when I first moved here, they would go off for bad storms. So it was yeah, like so the middle of the night, and the siren goes off. I like jump up, like Dave gonna die like gotta get up gotta yeah. like you know and he's like oh it's just bad weather we had yeah. one in tor we had one in blue ash so now those go off all the time right. i'm like yeah. that sounds stupid so so was that close to you guys the one in dayton yeah no about, they're I'm, way I'm, out. about an hour and a half from us they're east of us yeah, we're east okay they're way east. east yeah yeah but you're not east like northeast no we're east no. We're, we're directly east, east from east. you okay never mind yeah but, like, i mean that it, should hit it's, i mean it, it hit real close to a bunch of friends of mine yeah. You know, but, you know, all my friends you know, are good to go. But, yeah, but it, right, it, yeah. It, it screwed up a lot of areas up there. Mm -hmm. It's bad. Like, you see, like, a lot of the news on the over, they'll have the drones and shit. The, the footage is disturbing. Mm -hmm. You don't really see it that close, you know, except for the Blue Ash one. Right. Like, my mom was, you know, she, um, she was a male lady out in Blue Ash where okay. all that happened. So, and I remember that happening. That was in, was it the 90s? Or? Yeah, it was like yeah. 90s. Six maybe ninety six ninety seven I they think they call it Tornado Alley or something now right Yeah, where it went across seventy one, mm -hmm. and that was all. A lot of that was her route, so she couldn't deliver it, obviously. But you know, that hit Blue Ash and Red Bank, I believe. Yeah, but I think yeah. it was at night, right? It was at yeah, night it came time. at night. That's yeah. why they didn't get the warning, right? So have we covered all three places that you stayed. I think so. Could we yeah. the, uh we talked about the National Forest last. Uh, that was the National Forest the third time that we were at the uh, Puyo. The center. That was the Puyo, second. That was the uh, hotel we stayed at for one night. Right, and then the, right. uh, the uh, resort we had to hike in and hike out, and I had to pay some local to carry Ellen's bag for us. Did you? How much you didn't talk about the tape here. How much did you have to pay oh, yeah, the local? The how much did you have to pay the local, though? Like, how much American was that? Yeah, like 10, 20 bucks. We like just that. tipped him. Is it American money? Yeah. yeah. They use American money down there. Okay. Well, yeah, Ellen brought the tapir, so we totally... A what? A tapir. It's a uh, big mammal down there. It's got... Uh, it's like an anteater, right? Kind of. It's got a, it's got like a, uh, like a, a prehensile nose. nose, like a... Uh, like I a, am like, drunk. Like an elephant. Are you? <laughs> it just like, like everything, yeah, like everything just went... Really? Yeah, yeah, drink this, this one. This damn wine. No, I'm good. <laughs> That's some oh, good stuff. That. It was good. So the tapir, mm -hmm. you know, is, it's what a it's, is it's a big thing? mammal that has a uh, like a prehensile nose, like an elephant, but obviously much shorter. shorter. Okay. You know, but it's got like I think it was it four toes in the front, and three toes in the back. No, I it was three and three, three in the front, four in the back. And there was one down there by the resort, big female. And, Her. Yeah, and the one I showed you, I showed you the picture of, and she would, she would um, apparently her mother was killed. By the locals or something year, years ago, mm -hmm. so the locals where we were at were not. I don't necessarily necessarily say taking care of her, but they were just whatever. Well, they had to bottle feed her. They were bottle feeding her. She for was a, while. a baby, baby when her so, mother was but, killed. You know, so she was walking around. She'd walk around the whole area where we were at. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, you know, it's still a wild animal. Right. You know, but uh, she had given birth a couple times, and when we were down there, she was pregnant again. So she's almost like, um, what's the word I'm looking for with your cat? 
Domestic. Domesticated then? I wouldn't call her domesticated because I still wouldn't want to get, you know, and we, we were pretty close with her. She would walk right by us, stand right next to us and this uh-huh. and that. But still, I mean, it's just, it's a big wild animal. But there was a couple of times, you know, we would be hiking in the woods, two, three, four o'clock in the morning. And we're hiking through that looking for snakes and frogs. And all of a sudden you hear a tree branch snap behind like, what the hell was that? We shine a light behind us. And here's this giant type tap, tapir. And she's just walking right behind us. Like she's it's the part. same she one? Followed yeah, on. and she followed us through the woods. And Fucking I can't, awesome. But how, how, you would almost shit yourself. Like if you're in the, in the pitch, woods and you see that? Yeah, black, it's Bigfoot for sure. And you see something moving, you know. <laughs> I would be like, is that a jaguar? I'm going right. to die. Well, 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 I'll tell you what's funny is before before we seen her, when we went to Yasani, you know, they told us about the tapir who would walk around the area. And we're like, that's cool. You know, the first night we went on hiking, and this is a funny story is, you know, we, we, we bought those those welly boots, the the hip waders, or knee waders, whatever you call The waders, them. whatever waders. they are. Yeah, the long And, boots. you know, I mean, I told Ellen, I said, hey, we're going to buy waders when we get down there, but we're going to buy insoles up here. Literally, we went out, we went out and bought 50 to to $100 insoles for this trip. As the plane is landing in Ecuador, I'm like, shit, I forgot my insoles. No big deal. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. So I go out. We go, uh, our first day in town. We go to a store. I buy these boots, the 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 the, the wellies. wellies boots, whatever. And I'm looking at them, going, they fit good. Blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm hiking. I'm hiking through the woods. What harm could this be? So the first couple of nights we're hiking through the woods. I'm fine. Like our second night, I'm hiking. I'm wearing these wellies, and I'm one of the trails we came out on brought us out on this on our on our the gravel road. And these wellies, as, as, as nice as they are, walking through the wood, walking through the mud, walking on trees, were fine. You hit that gravel road, it's like walking on glass. Oh, the no. rock was just poking through the bottom of the shoes. I'm just like, holy shit, my feet are killing me. And he's flat-footed. So. And I'm flat-footed. So, I mean, I mean I'm, we walked a good, me and oh, a couple of other guys, we're walking an hour, an hour and a half down this gravel road to get to back to everybody the, else is like oh thank god we're on this gravel road finally oh and yeah you're like and, and can we go back to the oh, jungle they're all yeah. wearing these 300 dollars i mean granted when the muck boots we buy up here are like 25 30 dollars i paid 750 for a pair down there and then the whole time i'm in the woods i'm fine yeah. i walk in this gravel road and i felt every damn piece of gravel on my foot yeah. And I'm walking a mile, you know, hour, hour and a half down this trail, and I'm like, "Holy shit, my feet are killing me!" Yeah. And then when we got closer to the resort, the guy Daniel was with us. And Daniel's up in front of us. I'm like, "Dude, why is Daniel stopped? Why is he shining his light?" And here's this tapir, and I'm just like, "Is this the one from the village, or is this a wild tapir? Do we know which one this is?" So are tapirs dangerous? They, I mean, I mean, they're not. I mean, they're not. They, I'm sure they can be. What do they eat? They're vegetarians. Oh, so they eat any type of vegetarian. They're not going to eat you. No, but I mean, it can start. Jaguar you up. Yeah, but hippos are vegetarians too, and they will fuck you up. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, this thing thing, thing probably weighed five, six hundred pounds. Yeah, tackle that bitch. Exactly. So, you know, we've seen it, and we're walking along the road, and, you know, we're taking our snake hooks, which is just basically a long stick with a hook on the end, and we're Mm -hmm. pushing at it, you know, hey, go walk away, walk away. And it went on down the road, no big deal. Well, the next day we're down there in the village, and I mean, I come in my room that night, and I'm telling Ellen, "Going, oh my god, my feet hurt so bad." So I take a shower, and I'm laying there in bed, like, "Oh my god, I'm glad to be off my feet." So the next morning I wake up, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, I feel pretty good." 
I put my feet on the floor and I just like, holy shit, my feet hurt. So, I mean, I walked around all day and finally my feet felt better just in time to go hiking again that yeah. night. And that's when that tapir came into the village and the local guy's like, oh, this is the one that's here all the time, you know? So we're sitting there, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, everybody's chatting a storm and they're throwing food there to it. And, you know, it's what was walking up close to us and all. But like, I think later on that night when we were hiking through the, through the woods, when the damn thing came walking up right behind us, I mean, we were an hour into the woods and we didn't even hear the thing come up behind us. Nice. And then I think it was the, the day after that, the guy that was one of the, um, I don't call him a caretaker, but one of the main guys mm -hmm. at the uh, research center brought us into a room was showing us video footage of where they had, um, all these cameras set up, camera setups. Yeah. Like, like trail cams all mm -hmm. over Ecuador and in the Yosani, Yosani forest. And he was like, they found, uh, they were showing giant anteaters, you know, jaguars, black jaguars, panthers, pumas, Cuda Mondays, um, lemurs, lemurs, birds. I mean, all this crazy shit. And you're just like, wow, I'm just. Walking, and we're right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of this. I mean, there was many nights that we were walking on these trails at night. And you're, you know, if you turn your headlight on, or your flashlight off, you know, it was jet black. I mean, you couldn't see right. your hand in front of you. It was so black. Because when they go on these trips, you always plan to go on these trips when there's not a full moon, when there's no moon at all. Mm -hmm. And the main reason behind that is because when there's a full moon, the frogs don't come out. If the frogs don't come out, the snakes don't come out. You know, because that's when they're, you know. That's, yeah, right. yeah, they want to eat. Yeah, the frogs. So, yeah. so that's how these trips are planned. So I don't know how many times we were out there and we were looking on the trails and we would shine our flashlight up the trail and something would cross the trail and you're like, what the fuck was that? And it was like this big hairy dude walking. Oh, dude! Right. I mean, Sasquatch. Well, no, that was funny because we were talking. To, we were talking to the caretaker, and he was showing us the pictures of the anteaters and the pumas and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, where's the Sasquatch? And everybody just started laughing. I'm just like, well, there's got to be a picture of him somewhere. But I mean, you know, I mean, we see. Do they have something like that down there? Uh, like it seems like every other place does, you right? Think, but I mean, I mean, do you believe in that stuff? Do I? I had actually had a whole podcast about how much I don't believe in this shit. <laughs> I, I, I know. I listened to it. You did? Yeah. yeah. yeah on the Best Friend Show. Yeah. Two episodes ago, we had a whole conspiracy theory podcast. Oh, that's my friend, cool. I found out like my my best friend believes in like Mothman, uh, Bigfoot, the Illuminati, lizard people. I was like, who are you? What is she smoking? Yeah. She believes good <laughs> shit. She's on she the shaman shit. She just thinks it's more fun to believe in that stuff than to uh, not. For right. me, gotcha. she, you know, she was like, you believe in ghosts, right? And I'm like, no, I believe in your brain. <laughs> like helping you to deal with stuff. So like, cause she always brings up this one experience I had, like right after my mom died, like I was in bed sleeping and like, I just had this weird feeling. I opened my eyes and in front of me, my mom was right there, like face to face with my mom. And it, I went, <gasps> I freaked out and I slid next to him and my heart was pounding. And I was freaked out. Right. And she's like, that happened to you. Like ghosts are real. I'm like, no, my brain happened to me because when my mom passed away, I remember just like my last thing of her was just seeing her in her casket. And I was like, I don't mm. want to see my mom like this. I don't want this to be the last Mallory. how I remember my yes. mom. Right. Yep. And it was like, your mom's so, like, watch this shit. Hold my so beer. My, my yeah. brain was like, my brain was like, check this shit out. Like yeah. that yeah. won't be your last memory. This, this is your last memory. And you'll remember it forever because you'll be scared like no tomorrow yeah, right so it was right. like because i was like you're dead what you? you know like so i was like oh my god she's like that and i was like no it was my brain helping me to cope with like the heartbreak and loss that i had suffered it was like you want to see your mom again here you go 
And that's like the whole ayahuasca thing. Like right, right. when they talk about like ayahuasca is the release of like the DMT right before you die and you see a whole bunch of crazy shit and you think you're going to heaven and you know, and that's people see the, the or light hell. and, and all that stuff, right? Trip of that's heaven true. or hell, depending on you yeah, know, the guy with the uh, leaves. Right, like the guy experience. with the broken sleeves. Yeah, probably. He would have yeah. probably seen aliens and some crazy shit, right? But, like, that's the thing. It's, like, my brain was helping me to cope with, like, the most crushing experience and pain that I've ever suffered in my life. And I was, like, that's what it was. Right. People can tell you stories and they can manipulate your brain all the time. She goes and does these, like, uh, ghost hunting investigations. Mm -hmm. Like, they can set you up and get you all wired so that when you go into this pitch black room and you see... You see a shadow cross in front of you. You go, what the fuck was that? Like, right. me. It was like me. Like, you know, it was like you just seen my hand go past. And right. it was like you thought it was a ghost, but it was me going, what was that? You know, it's right. like, it's just that. Like, you're, yeah. people can get you all worked up. So right. that was what our whole podcast was about that and she was like you don't and even the last podcast she was like you don't believe in any of my shenanigans i'm like well it's the same i mean true yeah, i mean yeah. we were talking about the whole sasquatch thing i mean i mean do i believe in it no i don't and you know with, with, the, with the million hunters that are out there a million thousand trail cameras somebody out have there, something somebody have to yeah. take a picture in my and, and i cannot remember who, which buddy of mine i was talking about and he goes have you ever seen a baby shark i go no but i've seen an adult shark so I know the babies have to exist. I've seen a baby. I've seen a kid catch a but, baby. But, but I mean, in, in the same breath, he's like, well, how do you know it's not a Sasquatch? I go, have you ever seen a baby Sasquatch? He goes, no. I go, have you ever seen an adult? He goes, no. I go, then they don't exist. If I, don't, yeah. and, I mean, I'm all about science. If I don't see it, it doesn't exist. Sorry. That's just how I am. I think the thing is, is like Sasquatch has been a story passed on for generation, generations, right? Yeah. And like, we all know that modern day humans exist at the same time as Neanderthals. Well, they and, talk about, mm -hmm. I've heard them talk about aliens too, right? So right. like aliens, lizard well. people. Yeah. Well, like are aliens real? I don't know, but if somebody's seen an alien who's like at area 51, don't you think somebody there would spill the beans or mm -hmm. write a book that's, or something? That's literally what I talked about in the last thing. Yeah. Like, like she was like, do you believe in aliens? And I said, not in like her context, right. right? I'm like, and she's like, well, it's not very self-centered. Oh, absolutely. But I'm not saying other things don't exist in the universe. Like I think there is other life out right. there. Do I think that they come and they look at us and they yeah. pick us up and they and stick they shit in our asses and, and only and only talk to our government? Absolutely not. Because what benefit would be that to them going, who's the president this year? Trump? No, I'll come back next next year. Or like, oh, you know, I'm not talking Obama or whatever. Like, how yeah. the fuck do they know? Like, right. they don't know what kind of benefit. Like, I land, be at John's house, like, seeing you got a good parking spot for my ship here. I just <laughs> land it here. Check, cool horse, bro. You know, and then it's like, no one else sees it. Like, yeah. it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, the whole, the whole thing behind it. Like, I think there's aliens. I don't think that they're, they're visiting me. Right. <laughs> it's funny you mention that. <clears throat> when, we, when we were when we were in uh, Peru two years ago, there was a guy on our trip who I, I don't want him to drop names, but I didn't find out about this until we went to Ecuador with Daniel. And Daniel was like, hey, do you know this guy? I'm like, oh, yeah, blah, blah. He was with us in Peru. And he goes, hey, uh, he said you guys were abducted by aliens when you were in Peru. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes, well, apparently, because I told you before, where we stayed at, you know, you had walls between your rooms, no ceiling, but there was a roof. Right. Well, apparently this guy that was there said at three o'clock in the morning, he was wide awake and saw this bright light and something was jumping, jumping from room to room, abducting all of us and having sex and strange things with us. But he avoided his room because he was awake. And I'm like, 
I didn't know anything about this. This is John would have volunteered. Did I hurt? Do what? Your butt hurt? No, a little, you know? a little at first, uh, but, you know. But so I'm just like, that's kind of. I mean, we're so we're so, so we're sitting there in Ecuador, and my <laughs> and Daniel alien spit like. Yeah, so Dan, <laughs> Daniel <laughs> tells us about this. And I'm just like this. I, I'd never heard this before. It's like crazy slime shit. or slimy. Right. So then a buddy of mine named Ryan, who's also a plumber, who also does work for me on the side, I was talking to him the other day because he put a new faucet in my snake room, and I'm like, dude, did you hear about this story? He goes, Man, I heard about that the day after it was down there, and I'm like. You heard about somebody getting abducted by aliens <laughs> in Peru and you share a room with me and he, you didn't tell me about this? He goes, I didn't think it was that important. If I'm getting fucked by a strange alien, I want to know what's going on. You know? He's like, oh, I, just, I didn't think it was that important. I'm like, this is the kind of thing you tell your roommate. I think he's an alien. Also, could you yeah. imagine like. What if they're aliens? Like, I don't think <laughs> if, like, if I was laying in my bed awake and like. An alien popped across the top of my room and was going from room to room. Yeah, I wouldn't I, just sit there. Also, like, oh, I hey. don't think I would continue to be there the next day. I would have been like, it was nice to see you. I'm, I'm out. packing my bag. <laughs> I'm heading back to the States yeah. where there's no aliens. Yeah. So. Where the fuck would they go there? Out of, of all, all places? Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're flying above and they're like, oh, well, there's bright you know. lights down there. We'll go down there. That's where I would go. It was just fine. Maybe they just think their language is sexy. Yeah. My Ben. Hmm. Maybe. Is that what it sounds like? <laughs> that's what aliens sound like. I don't know what. I don't know what, uh, what predator. Uh, that's how the predator like, sounded. Yeah. I don't know what um, what village or what um, <laughs> tribe that is. Where they, where, where, oh, in Africa where they click. Where they click and talk, yes. Well, they say I that, think that's a different continent, sir. It might be. Oh, but they say, they say that's, that's the total. They say it's the total hardest language to learn, the click and tick. So, Fake news. There it is. Oh, that's funny. Fake news. <laughs> what do the click and talk? What do those people sound like drunk? What? Oh, they sound drunk when they're sober. Oh, the, the when click they're clicking? The click and tick people in Africa. Is, it, is that really? I don't know. I thought that was a South Park thing. No, it's actually a legit thing over in, I, I, I think it's Africa. No. There's a colony. You colony. ever going to go over there and do one of them safari things? Yes. Uh, no, you're that's, right. Well, you? that's, that's on our list. I mean, we're like, they say, talked we're, about yeah. it on the list. I'm the doing Columbia. Podcast. I'm doing Columbia in September. Uh-huh. I'm trying to do. So are you out on these trips now because of the last one? You're like, mm, I'm going to sit back. No, it's not so much that, but it's, it's the money. And so I feel like if I'm not going to go and enjoy, enjoy the it, whole experience. Yeah. yeah like I got you. Costa Rica is, is kind of the best of both worlds because we can do the snake hunting, but you can live. But I nicely. can go and like yeah. be in that an infinity pool or a spa. Oh, really? Live your best okay. life. I could drive yeah. to town and right. shop or whatever. Right. Costa Rica is the shit. Is it? It is. It's, it's the bomb. I love That's Costa where you Rica. have part ownership in the alligator thing. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Croclandia. Croclandia. Yeah. So you're gonna go to South Africa or um, Africa, but you're going to Colombia, right? I'm going to Colombia in September of this year. We're talking uh-huh. about doing uh, Komodo in October. Uh-huh. And then uh, we're looking. Are to you do- going to Komodo with him, Ellen? No. no. Yeah, I don't know. Not right now. Yeah. Not this year. But uh, we're t- um, Australia and uh, South Africa are on, are on our list. I want to go to Australia really yeah, bad. So do I. Yeah. But I mean, if we do South Africa, you're probably we'll talking at least two, two weeks. I mean, Af- Australia will be at least th- at least a three week trip. Yeah, because it takes fucking. Yeah, your I don't body. It takes a day so to get there. Long. Well, takes- to adjust to mm-hmm. your yeah. body. Whole different day there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's what that's right. That's where you learn to live on the less than two hours. I just hours heard sleep don't go swimming in Australia though. Great whites. Yeah, and they're hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They like that white. They're meat. living their best life. 
Yeah. <laughs> in South. So what do you got coming Australia. up, dude? So, I mean, compared to what? Uh, He's got snake he's show next show? month. Is that my? Uh, the, uh, we got the snake show in Lexington on June twenty second. Next Saturday, and then we have... Where's uh, that at? Is that at the Holiday Inn? No, that is at the uh, Lexington, Lexington Convention Center, right next to Connected Rep, to Rep Arena. Okay. And then the next show in um, Cincinnati is at the Holiday Inn off Union Center, Egg Boulevard. Is Union Center Egg I thought it was Mallhauser. Mallhauser Road Mallhauser at the Holiday Road. Inn right uh-huh. across from the Ikea, yeah. and that is July 21st. It's a Sin City Reptile Show? SinCityReptileShow.com. Mm-hmm. SinCityReptileShow.com. Yeah, yeah, that show is every month. The show in Lexington is every other month. We have... Wait, um, what? So there are two different shows? Yeah, the Lexington show is next Saturday. So this is coming out tomorrow, Sunday the 16th, Father's Day. Uh-huh. Happy so, Father's Day, by the way, buddy. So next next Sunday, right? Or next Saturday. Next Saturday, Saturday the 22nd. Next Saturday, Lexington. Snake is that show. The Sin City Reptile that's, Show. No, that's actually, that's, it's in Lexington. That's actually called the KRE, the Kentucky Reptile Expo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And he's part owner of that as well. Yes. And then we have the Sin City Reptile Show July 21st at the Holiday Inn off Mallhauser Road. Okay. That's one I'll be at. Yes, you will. Doing some live videos from there. Hell cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. dude. I'm going to go up, take some live video. I want to see this kangaroo. Be, we can get I'm taking my gloves, too. I'm going to box it. That's what you're she supposed to do, right? Ass. I don't think so. I'm going to no. hit him with a right. <laughs> you ever see that video of that dude with, oh, the, yeah. with the kangaroo grabbing his dog? <laughs> he punches him. Yeah, he punches it. I'm like, yes, that's the video. Save your puppers. <laughs> so, we got, yeah, but, so, yeah, that show's getting pretty big. I don't holiday in there. I mean, we got 100 and, what, we have 158 So tables? this is your third location. Yes. Because you've outgrown the other two. Yes. Right? Oh, right? is that why? Because you just gotten we bigger. Got, we got so bigger. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. I mean, it, 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 I mean, uh, of all things, you know, the, the place is great. They have great food. Great. Uh, it's a great venue. Like I said, we and we were, when we were in Sharonville, we had a hundred and hundred and seventeen or hundred eighteen tables. Here we have hundred and fifty eight tables of vendors, uh, people selling everything from snakes, turtles, frogs, chameleons, monitors, geckos, all the supplies jewelry. you need. Jewelry. I mean, everything reptile related. Everything you need for your animal is there. Oh, you know another including thing? food. Like mm-hmm. rats and gerbils and rats, gerbils, rats. What about roaches? doing like an aquarium giveaway there, where they, like we, people can buy raffle tickets and get this aquarium <laughs> that I'm going to give you before you leave? Well, there no. you go. We we do a uh, we, we do yeah. we do what we call a uh, a show bucks giveaway. So uh-huh. um, every person who's a paid admission gets a uh, raffle ticket for a uh, two hundred fifty dollar giveaway uh-huh. that's uh, given away at one o'clock at the show. You have to, you must be present to win. And, and you, you get, can use that to buy you, we give whatever you, you want. We give the kangaroo? You a, a kangaroo. Mm. Uh, you, buy, you can buy a miniature giraffe or something. So they had a hairless cat. Oh, I would totally get that. Those the things I are went, sweet. I looking. went to one yeah. like uh, a couple of years ago. That this was a reptile mm-hmm. show. You got great cats got there. Crazy you got all kinds of crazy stuff there. It's, it's a hairless stuff. cat, though. Like, let's yeah. be clear. It's not pet smart, but this is legit Dr. Evil. Yeah, I know. Cheesy. I've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you want? Hell yeah, I want that. Cool. I want that. I want it to look at you all shifty-eyed. Like. I just hope it doesn't pee or poop in the house. No, it won't. Like all our other animals. It'll use the... All it, stop it. Oh, our house is so... Dis- there's poop everywhere. What are you I'm doing t- right <laughs> now? Just kidding. I'm throwing it out there being funny. I'm punch you in the face. You're going to be like, don't go to their house. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, I'm just kidding. That's right near the outside barn. 
keep everything out there. Outside no, we barn. have a Bichon yeah. and he's our best friend. He has to be in the house. No, he's not. That, Dave, that's Dave not hates the one him. I wanted, I wanted he brings it up all the time. Yeah. I roll. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's time to end this thing. I think We've been so talking too. for quite a long time. You guys are tired. You've been to Indy. You're probably I ready to, to go home. Really I got to pee. I got to get something to drink. Hey, thanks for coming out. Dude, thanks for having us. We're going to have you again. But here's the thing the next podcast we do, we're going to do it at your place. Dude, game on. Yes, Let's do it. I'm bringing all this stuff with us. We're going to set it up. That's the whole reason why we bought this thing, so we could take it on the road. Yep. And we're going to do some live video at the Chosmer Ranch. I want to get bit by a snake. I can make I that do, because I need to get over this fear of snakes. Okay. Every time I see a garter snake on my route, I do not pick it up, and I want to be able to. You big wuss. I am. I'm a big puss. You are. I so I'm going to come out there, and we're going to get your little bitch snake, little bitch. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to get her bitch. out, and she's going to bite me, and I'm going to take it like a man. <laughs> And we go, all right, this is cool. Then we'll see if my beard grows a little bit after that. So it, 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 it makes a man a man beard get bigger. It'll get bigger? It makes it thicker. Hell yeah, dude. We're going to do this out. again. I'm Dave. And I'm Jade. And we're out. Okay. Let, let, hey, thanks let, for listening to A Spouse Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoy recording them. Uh, just want to take a minute here to make sure that you follow us on all our other socials. Um, on Instagram, you can follow us on as, at a spouse podcast. That's E S P O U S E D podcast. That's the same on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want to send us a message, go ahead and email us at the same espouse podcast at gmail.com. Remember to rate us on your favorite podcast platform. Yeah. Five and, stars. And, and when, yeah, definitely five stars. Uh, and the email, leave us the negative stuff. <laughs> but make sure you rate us good. Yeah, and don't forget to follow some of our other uh, podcast homies. Um, my other podcast, Best Friend Show Podcast, with uh, retired pro wrestler, Hardcore Heather Owens. And then also uh, our Best Friend Show Podcast, Yoda uh, Defect, yeah. at Wicket 101, um, where you can view live on the Magic Ninja Entertainment channel.